The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Danny has to make the tag to Jay White. 
Well, to be fair, Jay White, the more fresher right. of the two in the corner. I agree, I think that was a good tag. Knife edge chops by the switchblade. Well, the switchblade is by just one hell of a competitor. 16-2, by the way, singles record here at AEW for him. Jay White is sharp, vicious, and very convincing. Reversal, Jay White goes to the corner, here comes Bronson, there goes Bronson! Hard on the apron at time. Big one. One, two, oh. He saw the big man coming. Did Jay White. And Boner, little misstep that time. Here's the finish. That had some impact. Uh-oh. Here's Jay White with a chop. Big blow by Colt. Jack Jamison in. Oh, Larry Two, three. Winners of this match, the Ring of Honor World Six Man Tag Team Champions and the AEW World Trios Champions, the Bang Bang Scissor Game. It was the Blade Runner that got the win. And it was Jay White that made the tag, and he was the fresher man. Like you said, Nigel. Looks like, in hindsight, a smart decision from Colton Gunn. Let this super group gel. They can roll combinations out, and they could be untouchable. They are six men, and they are six champions. And wait till Juice Robinson gets back. All right. We're going to go back to Lex... Welcome to the show where after the collision we sift through the wreckage. <laughs> the wreckage. I am your host Jimmy T, that is the vet Jamie Williams, and we're back after a two week hiatus, I guess. Not because we chose to take the day off, but that's because the NBA chose AEW to take a day off. But we're back right now, and uh, we're back for the wreckage, vet, and it's been a pretty monumental week for me actually in wrestling because of the elimination chamber obviously down in my neck of the woods and we're not going to get deep into that if you want to know my thoughts anyway go check out the smack attack with myself and john enright and our special guest in curry j white but dude how nice was the setting in perth i actually thought wow it looked pretty nice with the sunset coming down it looked pretty cool man yeah uh, 
nice visual. Um, new stadium, right? That's relatively new. Like how long they had that? Thing? Six years. Six years. It's six yeah. years old, but yeah, it's pretty new. Yeah, six years is nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, every, everything looked cool. I like the setup they had. You know, with like the big canopy over the ring and everything. Yeah. It rained right before the event. Funny enough, it was hot, but it started pissing down, dude. Yeah, pretty cool, I guess. Uh, nice looking. Uh, they did the uh, tourism thing. You notice everybody hugging koalas and stuff. Um, uh, is that is that just uh, are koalas an everyday occurrence in Australia, Jimmy? Are they yeah. like uh, just all over the place? Like you just uh, get this koala out of my way, like you're kicking it. All right, well or... get this right. Koalas are everywhere, all over Australia. No shit, they're actually everywhere, but. It, you don't see him in the wild, dude. <laughs> you just oh. don't see him. Yeah, like you just don't come across him to the point where even I second guessed it. Where I'm like, is it koalas in my fucking city, right? So I literally looked it up. They they're apparently around, but uh, you never come across them, though, man. Never. But what's funny about those things, and I'm sure I've probably mentioned this while we've done the show before, but you do know they have chlamydia naturally, right? Well, no, because oh, I don't ever I have to No, they're no shit. They've actually all have chlamydia for some reason. I don't, I don't know the exact science behind it, why. But yeah, they just yeah, they either easily catch it or they just they just seem to be born with it. I don't know huh. why. But what popped me though about the koala? See Kevin Owens turn up to the fucking arena or to the stadium with the damn koala. Mm -hmm. I mean. That shit made me laugh, I must admit. Of all the people, right? Kevin Owens. Well, I don't know if you know this, and you probably do or heard about it, but he's a big zoo fan. Every time he goes overseas, he loves going to whatever city he's in, to the zoo. And I assume he probably did that in Perth again. I mean, dude, he was topless with the women. <laughs> like, the, the, the women of WWE. Like, at the beach, dude. I was like, wow, he's topless in front of the chicks, but won't go topless for the world going on there bit ah, well, you know, it's his uniform <laughs> his uniform is a shirt um, okay. Okay. Labrat says koalas are AI so it's, maybe that's why you don't that's a possibility man <laughs> I mean shit I'll want to come across one in the wild but you know what dude I know we're not here to talk koalas but I'll say one more thing we might as well because this episode of collision is <laughs> it yeah. might as well have been AI yeah well Dude, right, we'll so we can talk about wreckage. koalas as long as, as we want. <laughs> the people probably, we'll, we'll let the people decide how long we should talk about koalas. So. <clears throat> yeah, do, do you guys want us to talk koalas or AEW? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Koalas taste good with dill? What's dill? I don't even know what dill is. But anyway. It's a, it's a, it's a weed, it's a spice. <laughs> okay. Well, I've never heard of it for some reason, but uh, the point was though, don't ever go up to him in the wild though, so all I'm saying that, I saw a woman just on the video, she's walking up to it like, oh, how cute is a koala, blah, blah, blah. No, she, she goes up to it to, to pet it, right? And the thing just turned, bro, started swiping it, swiping it, she's fucking, she got slashed. Dude, they're dangerous. I mean, their claws are like pretty big, but, uh, but anyway, enough of the koalas. Yeah. And the professor Chabela Veracruz says, and add some hot sauce to it. I mean, damn. 
Come on, man. The professor's with us. We're having an effervescent morning this morning. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, man. If he wants but, to come on and review Collision, that's that yeah, actually, <laughs> Prof, if you watch, yeah, if you watch Collision, dude, feel free if you want to jump on. I'll send you an invite, but let us know in the he chat. He was probably anyway. part of the reason that it got preempted last week. He, he pushed, <laughs> he helped yeah. push it off, right? Well, so you know, that. that that gave I, us a great HMG extra. So thank you very much, <laughs> Professor. Oh, and by the way, that was a great show. I mean, I was in the background. I was going to be part of the show, but I just thought it'd probably be best if I'm not part of the show. Only because, like I said, I don't want to sit there just listening to you. It'll look weird. You know what I mean? Even though that's what I was doing, but just right. to the viewers. But now nobody knows. But now we pull the curtain back and we see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yes, and, and Jimmy true. was invited. No one told Jimmy to go no, sit in the no. corner. No, no, he took himself decision. out of the picture. Right, exactly. It was my decision, so I elected to produce. But um, anyway, if you want to check out that show, go check it out on HMG YouTube channel and the PwC, and also at the PwC Network. But uh, it was a great interview. I mean, it was, wasn't even an interview, dude. It was like three buddies, and this is why I, I elected to jump out of it. It was just three buddies shooting the shit and it was enjoyable man like they're pretty candid i mean it's it's amazing like you know you got a lot of friends in pretty high places in terms of pro wrestling and that was pretty cool to, to see and um dude i mean i'd love to hear you guys again i'm sure there's plenty more you could have spoken about yeah probably i mean we barely i when i when we got off i i texted him i was like uh you know hey thanks for uh thanks for coming on for a couple hours and barely scratching the surface you know <laughs> well still dude i mean you know wrestlers are wrestlers man so not every you know they don't want to talk about absolutely everything obviously but use more than scratch the surface i'm sure you could have gone even deeper but come on i mean shit yeah. i mean i love well, hearing about you terms though, of, that... not even in terms of like dirt or inside stuff nah. but just like we had so many directions we could have gone on and i actually had to like i was trying to like sort of corral it a little bit right. like like steer it a little bit just to just to like just so that we could fit it in a reasonable time because we could have just sat there and talked like pretty much all day like I, I enjoy talking to those guys and i don't get to do it often so you know it's like selfishly i want to stay on all day but i also am like respecting of their time and everyone else's time and you know, I figure better to leave them wanting more than to wish that uh, you just go away. So I, uh, you know, but it, that's the thing. We could have so many topics. We could have gone on tangents and stuff like that. So that means that, you know, you're right. In the future, we may be able to reconvene or I'll bring in different people or whatever. Anytime that there's a this was a sort of a serendipitous situation that came up because of the the wreckage being you're not well i mean we didn't take well we did off, get but you know what i mean right yeah the collision collision getting preempted the same week <laughs> as this as as karn tells me he wants to come on sometime it's like oh True, perfect timing like right like i right. so that that's how that worked out um i'm sure there'll be other things in the future so just uh stay tuned and uh you never know who might jump in that's true as a matter of fact and uh i just want to say dude i think look this is probably pulling the curtain back a little bit but i think 
you underestimate how good you are as a host, dude. Do I, I thought you, well, you never really want to like, you know, <laughs> actually take full control of any show. So I assume maybe, you, I wouldn't say you're not comfortable because it felt like it was natural to you, to be honest, dude. And it's rare when you host a show. I don't think I've really heard you properly host a show until last week. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess if, if if I could say it in a way that it, it sounds really bad, but I don't mean it like this, but it's like, if I could, I mean, I could just do a whole show, but uh, it's like, what, what is, what is, what is Jimmy going to do? Like, if I provide the play-by-play -play and the color, <laughs> like, what do I need, you know, like, so, so it's like, I... The thing about being a team, I'm a tag team specialist. So the thing about being a team is you have your partner, you have them do their strength, you do your strength, and that's what makes a team. So when I get good producers like yourself, Ray, when I was working with Colin, when I'm working with Jargo, and working with any of those guys, um, you know, I just let you guys do what you do. And then I'm, you know, you guys are the, the play-by-play. You're the Jim Ross and I'm the Jerry Lawler or however that works, you know? You're um, much better than the Jerry Lawler, bro. Come on now. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I'm better than Jerry Lawler. But I'm just using Jeez. an example that everybody well, would I know. know. Right, right. Um, so that that's basically, um, that's basically how I look at it. Uh, wow. Brantley says, what does he yeah. say, Jim? See, well, solid bit. I'll let you read it. <laughs> solid bit is the show we didn't ask for, but desperately need. I agree. I mean, I mean, you know me. I've pushed for you, and uh, you know Jago, for example. That's not on you. That's yeah. You know, Jago is always busy, so. But I've said it to you too. I've said you should do solo shows, but I understand because every time I say I want to do a solo show, I just don't end up doing it because I just I don't know. Like I just find talking to myself. Well, not talking to myself. Obviously, the chat is there, but it feel it would feel like talking to myself, kind of boring, because I like you know spitballing off another person. But right, right. That's, that's always me. more fun and easier. Um, Absolutely easier. Yeah, the, I mean, when I first when I first started doing podcasts, it was myself and Sergio, and we did one. Actually, we did a couple practice ones that we just recorded to see how it would go, and those never got published, but. Oh. Uh, then we did our first episode and then in week two he couldn't do it so I was just sitting there and we didn't go live we just recorded them so yeah. I'm just sitting there talking into space and I just felt like the biggest douche because I don't like <laughs> talking to myself in an empty room you know what I mean just it, is. Uh, it, it was it was awkward but the experience of doing it you know you get that out of the way early and then it's pretty much everything is easy after that so you know i have done it it is out there i wouldn't recommend it i don't think it was a great show or anything but yeah you underestimate sometimes how good you really are well recently you've been sort of tooting the horn but generally you know i think you you know you know how i feel about you but when i hear the like you know it's like pull your pants down bitch shit might as well right god damn it but <laughs> but anyway um, but let's get into a bit more wrestling talk, shall we? Um, okay. You sure we don't want to go back to koalas? Robert Christensen says, can we go back to more koala talk? So, 
Is there anything you know else what? we want to say about koalas? Now, koalas are native to Australia, <laughs> of course. And then you guys also have uh, the kangaroos. Don't you guys have a sloth? Like a, oh, a sloth dude. Event? You know what? You'd think I'll know everything about my own country, right? But uh, I learned something thanks to WWE. And uh, I thought it was bullshit when I heard on the press conference the, you know, the, before the show actually kicked in the, the day before. And they mentioned about Rat Island, right? And the, some of the superstars, including Kevin Owens, went to Rat Island. I thought that was like just they were talking shit, you know what I mean? But there is. There's a Rat Island. They're not rats. What are they called, B? Oh, she's on. Doesn't matter. She's on the she's on the headset. But anyway, they're called something. But they're like real cute, like mice. Like honestly, they look. They don't look dirty. And this island, which is just off Perth, is actually full of these creatures. I forgot what they're called. I didn't even know they existed. But um, yeah, they're actually cute. And Kevin Owens is loving these little rats. Oh, quackers. That's what they're called. Thanks, Dave. Quackers. Yeah, Coach, Google that. I think it starts with the Q. But anyway, Todd wants to know though. Jimmy, can you explain the shoey gimmick to me? Because I don't get it. Well, I will explain it to you. First of all, it stems from uh, an MMA fighter from Australia named uh, Tuivasa. Um, have you heard of him before, Todd? If you know him, check him out. Every time he wins his fights, he um, <laughs> you know he does a shoey. He gets alcohol, pours it in, and drinks it. Personally, I think it's the most disgusting thing. Even if it's your own fucking shoe, I don't care. Like, why would you? Like, I was looking. At, was it Rhea Ripley and uh, Waller that did it, right on the on the show before the show? And um, no, she. They were standing outside in the sun in like over a hundred degree uh, Fahrenheit. Now, for all our North American friends out there, so you guys understand, it was over a hundred degrees Fahrenheit outside. They're standing around for a good hour, and then they decide to do the shoe gimmick. No thanks. Even if it's my own foot, that would have been steamy as hell, bro. Well, alcohol kills anything that would be... Uh... <laughs> good point, actually. <laughs> yeah, it disinfects and is delicious. Um, so that guy invented it? I just thought he yeah. was an Australian guy that was doing some tr weird tradition you guys had, and he just made it famous. No, no. But no, he invented drinking out of a shoe. So it's not even like... Right. It's not even like a tradition. It's just something this fucking guy did. Yeah, that's that's all uh, where it stems from. No shit. So, and then now they label it like it's an Aussie thing. You know what I mean? So, like you all whatever. just go and do it. Well, I guess you all are. I guess everybody has well, to do it anytime you're celebrating anything. Not me. Just quietly. There's no way you'll catch me doing that shit. Fuck that. I mean, why? Why would you want to damage? Look, not everyone's got a million dollars just, you know, in the bank laying around to just do shoeys every fucking day but you know i don't know i don't get why they do it but he was there in perth also tuivasa and uh yeah i know thank you jerome Lika does kill gems uh thanks for everyone to <laughs> thanks everyone for reminding me for your new vet but anyway um look we'll touch on the elimination chamber just briefly because i want to know one thing about what you thought it was probably the most predictable ple of the year already maybe in the last few years if that but sometimes predictability ain't a bad thing Beth. i agree i think it feels good sometimes to expect things and then get what you expected right um, unless of course what you expected is something you didn't want in the first place so i i, I guess but like you know there, there was really only i mean 
obviously you could have gone a different direction than we'll say Drew McIntyre, right? Like yeah. to me, it was glaringly obvious. Um, and if it wasn't obvious to them, uh, then it should have been obvious after the last several weeks where he's been knocking it out of the park. Like he should have earned himself a shot. If they didn't have him penciled in as soon as punk went down, then uh, he definitely should have shot right up as soon as, you know, he started doing what he's been doing on raw and everything. So that seemed like an obvious thing. Um, as for the women, I mean, it could have been a different woman, but it was the, I think the, the mon the most money match you can make is the match you haven't had yet. So Becky and Rhea is the obvious, you know, we already didn't get, uh, we, we missed the, we missed the boat to get like a Ronda versus Becky in a singles. And, Dude, um, we did. Yeah. And so, uh, that would have been a first time and this is a first time thing. So they're probably not going to let this, this pass them by either. So of course, Becky was going to win. Um, and then everything else on the show was like, yeah, we saw it. We saw it coming, you know, or we didn't care. I do think, honestly, like in my opinion, I'm not being biased. Uh, if anything, I'm pissed that I didn't go in some ways because it's just a beautiful scenic place. But even though Perth is not a big city, really, compared to the East Coast cities, obviously, I mean, it's decent size, but really it's pretty small compared to everywhere else. But it's gaining a lot of traction, though. It's like it's becoming a bigger city. It's becoming more known. WB made them probably even more, if anything, because mm -hmm. they keep mentioning Perth, 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 Perth. When well, they yeah, did I noticed that it's very, like, Australia, in I guess in a bid to make people realize that they do, in fact, exist, has really been big <laughs> on tourism, because even when... Yeah, no, it's true, yep. Even when, like... Spot on. When TNA went down there, they were still impact when they went down there, but even when they went down there on that tour, they made sure to do all that same stuff, like showing them going to the to the zoos or showing them with the like indigenous people painting themselves up yeah, and dancing and all that stuff like they they made it even tna made a show of that so that lets me know that it's like part of the deal is like Aust australia is kind of pushing their tourism that's um, true which makes sense uh i guess so um you know well, no problem with that all the states here are kind of, see traditionally Melbourne and Sydney are the two cities that always get everything, no matter what it is. Traditionally, Melbourne is the hotbed for professional wrestling in Australia. Always has been, even including the history. Like you know, the original WCW in Australia, for example, was based in Melbourne too, right? So um, you know, traditionally Melbourne's always been the place for wrestling, and all the televised shows that's ever happened in Australia and and PLEs have all happened in Melbourne. You know what I mean? Not Sydney, not not Brisbane. It's just Melbourne. But uh, that's so if people, which I find weird because people, you know, traditionally think Sydney, you know, people think Sydney more so in, in the US, even though Melbourne as a city has a bigger population than Sydney right now, believe it or not. So, but not state-wise. State-wise, New South Wales, which is where Sydney's in, has more people than Victoria where Melbourne's in. But, um, <laughs> you know what? You're probably right, Retro, because there's a hooker spot in a suburb called St. Kilda where it's all just illegal hose, basically. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. But anyway, 
I think the fact that Perth went all out and got that PLE sort of stung the other cities, bro, because uh, traditionally just doesn't, Perth doesn't get shit, bro. Up until this year, they've just gone all out. So all the states are kind of in competition with each other, but it's not always Melbourne and Sydney, it seems now. Perth wants to spend money to get big events. And I must admit, on television, it looked great, man. Like, it really did. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Of, of course. I mean, it's part of your economy. You you have well, to. Yeah. It's a business. Uh, just being a city is just being a, is, is a business, you know? So you got to do what you can to grow that economy. Um, For sure. So, Definitely. you know, what, what, what should they do? Should they just sit back and let Melbourne have everything? Of course not. It's time for them to make a play. So it's, it's a uh, positive for them. And uh, you'll probably see that more in the future as plus to have like a stadium like that, like a, you know, doing what you got to use it for something, you know? Well, yeah, so. it's built. See in Melbourne and then we'll get into resting proper. Um, the biggest stadiums in Australia, all in my neck of the woods, is, as in, in Melbourne. Like, we've got, obviously, the MCG is one of the biggest in the world. It's over a 100,000-seater stadium. Always gets updated and renovated. It's over 100 years old, the stadium, but it's really brand new. Like, you know what I mean? They're always updated, obviously. But, um, Which is crazy, because how much space do you need to fit AIs in there? Like, <laughs> we, really Dude, we've got a lot of space. arenas too, man. Like, a lot of arenas, a lot of stadiums. And uh, the other one's Marvel Stadium. I don't know if you've heard of that, which is literally Marvel. There's a Marvel Superstore. It's Marvel-themed. And it's a dome, which fits over 60,000 also. You know what I mean? Where WB, the first ever PLE they did here back in 2002, they did it over there. They should do another show there, only because it's got the roof. It's a huge stadium as well. And it's a good sort of look. But uh, I don't know, man. There? Yeah, absolutely. All the, all the time. I've been there I don't know, millions of times, but a lot. <laughs> All of them, dude, because obviously I love sports too, not just the wrestling. But the wrestling, like WWE have done shows all over Melbourne in terms of arenas. They've actually used multiple different arenas and stadiums. But um, yeah, anyway, Optus Stadium though is nice. And it's it was built for their Aussie Rules football team called the West Coast Eagles and for cricket. Because fuck, in this country, they love cricket down here. I hate that game. It's to me, it's a waste of time, waste of space. It's boring. I don't understand why the obsession with cricket, but it is what uh, it is. I guess any any sport is boring if you don't care. Um, I the, guess true. So one interesting thing was that Triple H came out and said, you know, the attendance and it was fifty two thousand, um, which is a good number, of course, but you could fit a lot more people in that stadium. So it's uh, kind of cool, 66, like six thousand is the right maximum. so so it's cool to like you know because the wwe is known for inflating their attendance figures um so i don't think they did this time it looked right. about fifty two thousand, right right so what would be you know i'd like to see them kind of go in that direction of like um you say like we we got this many people here but we can do better than that like you know right, so right. that next time people will feel like they want to be part of the big event because i think a lot of people that you know the the ones that went to all out in wembley or whatever they a lot of them were going so they could just say they were part of it and setting right. a record and being a big part of something and if wwe starts doing that 
and every wrestling company starts doing that, then that can bring the houses up, getting those people in there that say, I want to be a part of whatever, um, rather than just lying and saying, oh, we sold out and then just fudging all the tickets just to, just to, you know, brag on yourself. I think it's better to be honest and then get the people invested so that, you know, you bring those houses even further up, you know? Right. And, and it was not, it, look, they could have done better in my opinion, right? The fans, but that I think has a lot to do with us East coasters sort of bitching about having to go to Perth to the event. Cause a lot of people didn't want to go because of that reason. Cause it's, it's out of the way, man, for us, for everyone on the East coast. And they tend to rip you off right around the event. But the funny thing is the tickets got slashed bit. It was like half price, like two days before. Oh. And then I started thinking again, but I just couldn't justify paying $700 one way and then 700 bucks back. Fuck that. Right. Combining that, I can come to the US and go to a damn show. Why would I yeah. want to pay that much? Yeah, even if, yeah, even if the ticket prices, you know, are, are cut, that doesn't mean everything else is going to get cut. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the only reason why I didn't go. But in some ways, I wish I did go. But um, uh, what do you think of the Nia Jax-Rhea Ripley match, actually, Vet? Man, uh, I think uh, I think Rhea Ripley <laughs> sure was a in that match, practically. Boy. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh, seriously, man. in front of her folks too, and her sister and her family and whatnot. I mean, come on. Whatever. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Her old family tree could have been there. As long as I oh, get to funny. see it. Man. Yeah, she's very revealing. Man, she was very. Re I don't think she's wore something as revealing. Don't get me wrong. She's borderline wearing a g-string practically but in perth it seemed like she practically was wearing a g-string you know what i mean i mean shit. well the whole damn thing like that doesn't <laughs> look like let's just say that's not the uniform for necessarily a pro wrestler but somebody else uh that oh, might get paid to beat on people um so if you guys missed it and you regret missing it then i suggest firing up your peacock and uh Checking Ooh, out that peacock. main event, boy. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's worth even having to look at Nia Jax. So I think she did way. great, Nia, man. That was a hard-hitting match, dude. Nia just... Yeah. I don't know, man. I think she's so underrated, dude. Um. Well, she's been she's, better. Right, it was probably conditional wrong. She's to dangerous. her rehire. I was like, look, <laughs> right. you're going to have to fucking stop hurting people, right? So. Has she really stopped, though? I mean, she seems very stiff, man. Uh, She does, but... It, to my eyes, she's much more safe than she had been previously. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you could say that. No doubt. I mean, anything it. could go wrong in a match, but I mean, like considering, right. she just seemed like she didn't care, and now she seems like she's supposed to be hurting people, and it looks safer somehow. So I, I think, you know, I think she's she's upped her game. I'll give her that credit, and she's been. She's, she's, uh, you know, dropped a lot of poundage as well. Um, Am I the only one that wasn't seeing that? Everyone tells me that, but she has, don't get me wrong. She has dropped a lot, a quite well, a bit of poundage. Well, I think but... when people first started saying it, I think they were full of shit. Cause Thank when you. she first came Thank back, she much. was totally fat. And now <laughs> in the past, dude. in the past, like the past fat. month, the past month, you can really notice she's been in, in better shape. But when she first came back, no, she was still a, a no, she, you know, uh, yeah, a heifer, a water bed, yeah, <laughs> a water bed. Jeez, I haven't been on one of those in 
since the 80s maybe but um and i was pretty young then but anyway um it's funny because uh i don't know if people realize that she was actually born in australia in sydney ironically <laughs> and i'm talking about naya jacks that's actually true and when she brought it up she that's the first time she brought it up like at an event in wb in general and the crowd sort of got confused they're like what you're born in sydney <laughs> like they, they just didn't know how to react to it but i'm like i knew that because i asked her years ago if she was if it's true that she was born in sydney and she responded she actually said yes yeah, she she was uh zane vicious the master and ruler of the world said jimmy in the united states would be hilarious do i look like a clown zane do i make you laugh seriously no i'm joking well, well yeah i'd love to come to the u.s i've got family in the u.s too that you know they've come to see us and uh i haven't gone and seen them which i want to i truly do it's just uh we'll just wait for a ple to come to their area and then you can go visit well <laughs> most of my cousins are well are in <laughs> in cleveland first of all um and the, the rest of them are in new york city i'd love to go to an msg event i won't lie and obviously i'd love to do a wrestlemania just once just so i can say i did it you know what i mean well, hopefully they do some overseas, but you never know. You never know. But uh, yeah, so so I, <sighs> oh, I thought the match was fine. Uh, I didn't care. I was just looking at Rhea the whole time. So I don't blame you. One more thing I want to ask you, though. Um, first of all, is it just me? And look, I'm not an idiot. All right. <laughs> I might sound like I'm, I'm getting worked here, but I'm not. I'm self-aware. Believe me when I say that. And I'm talking to the chat more so than anything. But did Kevin Owens go extra friggin' stiff on Logan Paul? It's almost like he was a caged animal. Well, it was Elimination Chamber. But he was just eyeing off Logan Paul. And absolutely, I felt like he stiffed him a few times. Mm, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I kind of wasn't like paying attention to that match as much. Like I had it on, really, but oh. I wasn't like focused on it. So I saw, I saw when he, you know, when his pod opened up and Kevin was right there and hitting him and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, they're probably just trying to drum up, you know, some interest for their eventual Mania match. You should check that out properly, like whenever you can, because I'm telling you, dude, that I don't know, man. It was just it came across as kind of weird, but. Anyway, enough of the chamber. We are here to talk AEW, unfortunately for us, and unfortunately for the chat, maybe. But um, just going from WWE and then going to a nice cold AEW, right? Like, you know, we're talking off the air via text before we're doing the show. It did feel like a chore, like watching this shit. And I'm confused because well i'll let you take over but we do start off with the first matchup which is between dami guevara and pa 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 powerhouse hobbs um am i missing something why was this happening well you see um on rampage there ah, was that's, that's why. a thing where hobbs laid out sammy guevara so okay so then now it's a blood feud and we're just going to smash tables like with like greek smash plates that's what I it felt like dude i suppose yeah we're just going to do that uh, they should have been a tables match but then they would have had wasn't, to wasn't. cut out 
<laughs> they would have had to cut out like three of their spots then because the first table spot would have ended it. Um, yeah, so like, look, the only reason I even know that, other than I think the announcer said it on the show, but the only reason I even know that is because if you had been on time, then I wouldn't have watched the point in Rampage where that happened. So <laughs> I actually <laughs> was watching Rampage while I was waiting and uh, I saw this part where, you know, no shit. Yeah. That's so, funny. but That's... yeah, so they just, so we're just starting off collision with a no DQ match, uh, with, uh, Sammy and Hobbs. Right. Um, and like yep. you said, table city, I table city, bro. <laughs> I don't think I've so, seen more know, tables get banged up like this match. It was, it was a little bit ridiculous. So, you know, in, in wrestling psychology, like a tit for tat used to be like in 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 the in a classic in a classic sense it could be something like um you know early in the match perhaps the heel goes for a cover and he grabs the trunks to try to you know get some leverage on the baby face but it doesn't work right and then maybe at the end mm -hmm. of the match the baby face gets the handful of trunks and he pins the heel using the trunks. So it's like, ha ha, you know, <laughs> you tried to cheat me, but I used your own tactic against you. And, you know, so now it's, now you get the baby face with the comeuppance on the heel, right? That used to be a nice tit for right. tat. Now it's like, oh, you spine bust me through a table. So now I'm going to climb to the top of a ladder and swanton you through a table. Like that's now the tit for tat in wrestling. <laughs> And after that spot where he swantons Hobbs off the giant ladder from the ring to the outside, it was only like maybe like a minute before they were back in the ring doing more spots. And Hobbs is putting Sammy through the table for the win. Dude. So don't even sell match. it, right? Like, What for, right? I mean, dude, what, what bothered me about this damn match? One too many one too many tables obviously i've never i don't think i've seen i've watched a lot of tables matches over the years as you would have honestly i there was more tables getting smashed than any match i've seen i'm probably wrong but no shit it just felt that way and what was up with hobbs why was he sweating so hard dude like i mean he was soaking up the tables soaking up the floor soaking up sammy and himself he was overly like drenched dude um it's a side effect i'll let you guess what it's a side effect of <laughs> um well, let's just say you're 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 for people's whose hearts are working overtime they tend to sweat <laughs> early and often <laughs> i've been funny. really worried about jonathan gresham lately if you guys listen to the impact tag you know i'm concerned about jonathan gresham's health because he'll be in a match and he won't even do anything but six or seven minutes in he's pouring sweat so well that, you know that's usually a sign of heart issues too bro just saying i'm just saying i'm concerned but um so yeah this was just you know yeah it's it, it, jim Cornette says well he says a lot of things he says no dq <laughs> lazy booking that's one of his uh is one of his catchphrases um but he also talks about how you know where we've evolved as a wrestling audience is people are cheering for the furniture now they don't <laughs> care about the wrestlers 
Like, it's not that they're cheering for Sammy. They're like, we want tables, you know, which right. is like, absolutely. So you, you paid. Okay. So let, let's, let me get this straight. You bought tickets with your money. You drove to the place with your gas money. <laughs> and you may have even bought a, a, you know, some concessions or something to eat while you're watching the show. So you spent all this money and left your house and everything to cheer for a table. Tables. Table. Like as if, as if, as if, if you're a wrestling fan, you're watching all these wrestling shows and you don't see enough people breaking tables. Now you also go out of your house and you cheer for a table, not even a table that's there yet. You're cheering for a future table. <laughs> well we want tables come on come on guys quit with all these headlocks and everything get to the fucking tables this is wrestling so <laughs> that's where we're at there you know and you know um, what it's not the fans fault it's the freaking promotions fault for allowing this to happen in the first place if they weren't so i mean they desensitize a lot of the fan base at this point i mean well, am you, can I blame, you can it? blame ecw you could specifically oh, blame oh, the dudley absolutely. boys um oh, remember like, that yeah um whatever you could you could just at some point fans as much as they love tables they really started to love tables in the last five years i don't know what it was i don't know what flipped the switch but people are just savagely in love with tables now so sad real sad yeah. i couldn't i couldn't care less man I'll, I'll find it more funny when the tables don't break serves you right <laughs> for even trying you know what i mean Especially those New Japan tables, bro. They're freaking, how thick are they? I mean, seriously, it's about that thick or something like that. And sort of thin and thick. They're not, they're not meant to be broken. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> Rules aren't either, but damn it, they try. Yeah, yeah, they try. Well, speaking of that, that's a good segue because here we have a John Moxley promo. Um, well, it's him and Claudia. Wake me up. They, Wake me they up. They both get a turn. They both get a turn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh well i won't bother to recant what they said but they basically were saying like i something like john moxley was saying something to the effect of like at revolution because that's going to be in greensboro and they had a history at the nwa of tag team wrestling and all this stuff so ftr thinks they're you know the tag team specialists and they want to challenge ftr to a tag team match the historic greensboro whatever which is like i'm sorry are you trying to take away the shine from sting's last sting? match which is also a tag team match for the belts like who gives a shit about your match no one's there to see fucking john moxley and claudio casanoli they're they're, they're there to see sting because it's true and they, they don't even probably because of that I, I bet i bet a bunch of people probably don't even want to see that show at all but they're just like well it's sting's last match so i'll go like you know well it, let's be honest bit i mean that revolution has sold out in advance because of sting that's a fact yeah no of course no but they ain't selling out anything else so. nah hell no absolutely not you know what i dare say that's gonna hurt him without sting a little bit in terms of uh you know people turning up to the to the to their shows man i really truly think that it's not going to matter to the ratings or will it it would be funny if it did but i doubt it but you know i just think uh if i was them I, I would have him as an ambassador at the very least i don't know if they will i don't know if sting wants to do that but um do you think we would still see him in AEW television 
like after he retires officially, I guess. I mean, maybe it depends. I, I just, you know, if I was Sting, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near it. <laughs> it's like once I'm done, I'm done. You know, I've done enough. Uh, but who knows? Um, I don't know. But well, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But I just I just did think it was funny that like the whole thing is kind of built around Sting and um, John Moxley still trying to like, hey, you want a tag team match? I'll give you a tag team. Shut shut the fuck up, <laughs> dude. Um, Moxley and the where's Yuta, dude? By the where's Yuta? Uh, Yuta, what's is, going on with Yuta? Um, well, you know, he uh, he he's doing. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea where he is. Oh, oh wait, I know what he's doing. Fuck this shit! And jumping off shit. Mm, oh, we no. got a we got a guest in the house actually, vent. Oh, man. look who it is! It yes! is the magnanimous, the Save glorious <laughs> Tabello Vera Cruz. Welcome back to the wreckage. Actually, have you been on the wreckage before? No, this is my first one. I've been have. on the Smack Attack debut. Huh? Yeah, there. yeah, it's my debut. The yeah. Smack Attack. Oh Ooh, well, cool. wow, yeah. Did, did someone say it's about the meat madness sale? There's, there's the a meat madness going on. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, we're we're not even to that yet. Oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> How'd you like that? All I did, all I did, perfect. Meat Madness. Tony Khan's been saying Meat Madness. That's all that's in my brain. That's all you know. I'm, I'm just getting distracted. Not that I'm distracted by meat. Don't get me wrong. You know, wreckage I'm just saying. I just, <laughs> that word has just been embedded in my head. What's going on, guys? What's up? Oh, what's cracking, man? I'm glad you joined us, man. I, I was <laughs> is this a trick question it, it, it could be <laughs> you, you know i'm always the most objective man in this iwc ywc pwc punditry i always try to keep it like that you know i try to keep it fair but you, you know it, it's funny this when you ask me that question Jimmy. and you know and hearing the vet every week on the wreckage give his like eloquent kind of like straight eloquent. that's a good one straight to the line of observations of things because of course i don't see the same things as vet season from the wrestling uh, aspect i probably look at it from the fandom aspect so when you ask me about right. collision i'll look at it from this way so i try to keep it as fair and basic as possible as far as this episode goes you know for a lot of people that that are arguing and i remember this tweet that was that was that's been blowing up on social media i, I saw it on a couple of uh, wrestling fan pages you know, people are trying to say, you know, why are we so tribalistic between WWE and AEW, New Japan, yada, yada, yada. You know, what, you know, E-drones and AEW neckbeards, you know, we, we talk about what WWE does, does do well and what they don't do well and vice versa what AEW does well and what they don't do well. So when you ask me about collision, I say this, as far as the wrestling is okay. The wrestling aspect in the ring is okay. That's what they do best. That's what AEW is all about. But when you talk about collision, when you talk about American television episodic stuff, that is where they fail and they're, and they're pissed poor at it. I, I ain't afraid to say that. 
And I think Vet agrees with you're right. And, and Vet and Jimmy, I think you will agree that they are pissed for <laughs> with telling stories. And people might say, well, Professor, they tell stories in the they don't tell consistent stories in the ring. They don't. They, they don't tell it. They don't tell consistent stories weekly. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, from a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to go, I don't want to backdate, but like the Blackpool Combat Club was fighting Mexicans. The Mexican things oh, happened. And then yeah. a couple of weeks later, FTR said, you know what? Everybody's scared of the Blackpool Combat Club, but we're not scared. And now in Revolution, you, and you know that, and you know Jimmy, you know me well. FTR is my team. I've, I've always ride or die with FTR because I always said that they're the best tag team in the last five years. But when they, they haven't booked FTR great, since 2022 they haven't booked them great and now i should be happy that they're getting this platform at revolution against the black bull combat club i just think i'm I'm being jaded because i think we're being cheated out of great storylines because i don't know what the black blackpool combat club is supposed to be i don't know neither do i i don't know you know are they supposed to be the the scariest group in aew the top group like the four horsemen but if they're supposed to be the four horsemen they're supposed to be going after the baby faces they're not. They went after the Mexicans. So where are we? They go, they flip-flop back and forth. And then the Black Blue, of course, the Black Blue Combat Club don't like Eddie Kingston. That's all we know. And Eddie Kingston is everybody's favorite common man. Like Dusty Rose, man for Dwayne. So again, Fed, <laughs> help me out here. What 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 are they doing with when it comes to consistency? Because it's not fair. I can handle maybe two weeks here of a storyline, maybe two or three weeks here. But, you know, this is American television that is supposed to build towards something. And they did this in 2019. They did this in 2020. They haven't Thanks. done it consist- They haven't done it consistently since that time. What, what have they done wrong besides Cody Rose leaving? Well, uh, that was a lot. Um, I will say I will start at, at your question is what um, the consistency. Where is the consistency? Uh, I think at least with whatever Tony's responsible for, I think he thinks he's consistent. Um, we want to hear these, uh, we want them to tell us stories. They can tell you a story. That doesn't mean the story's good. I think that's more the problem than anything. I think he's, I think we're seeing a story, but the story's unsatisfying. Many stories can be unsatisfying. They could still have a beginning, middle and an end and leave you unsatisfied. Um, CMLL, their turn was up. Now they're got to go back to work where they work. Um, they don't go here, as Bianca might say. Uh, so, you know, that that's done. Blackpool Combat Club, they just want to fight everybody. They don't care who they are. They want to fight you. They're a combat club. What else would a combat club do? I guess it's as simple as that. I'm not saying it's satisfying. I'm not saying it's, uh, it's good. I'm just saying that um, in their own in their own twisted logic, they can make sense in vacuums here and there. Um, FTR on the other hand, well, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good timing that you got here because they're up next. Uh, it's them, (laughs) it's FTR versus STP. Right. And that's not the, uh, you know, that's not like the oil or whatever. That's the, um, you know, Shane Taylor promotions. So you, you already just, you know, Tony Khan just bit the bullet. He could have had STP oil sponsored this match. It would have right. been money right there. They he probably it. asked and they said, no, we don't want anything to do with this. Uh, <laughs> <No> <laughs> <thanks>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and, and so as this match gets started, right. So I, I see Shane Taylor. I'm like, Oh God, 
here we go again. We're going to, we're going to beat Shane Taylor, but we're not going to beat Shane Taylor because Lee Moriarty's there. So at least I like, I have, I have the faith that they'll do the right thing in this situation. Right. Um, but as the match is getting started, uh, the announcers let us know with a graphic that indeed Tony made John Moxley's idea official during the break, uh, that it will be, um, <laughs> it will be <laughs> FTR versus Blackpool combat club at revolution. And it, it makes me just the first thing I think whenever they do this, right? Um, and tell me if you guys think the same thing. Whenever I see this, it's like, was Tony just waiting for the wrestlers to book his card for him? And he's like, whoo, good thing John Moxley had an idea because I was going to have 20 minutes of blank space on this pay-per-view, which I think we could all agree we could use 20 minutes off the pay-per-view at least. Um, Absolutely. Facts. Yeah. You, 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 for AEW pay per view, there are three matches we can always say it's fine for Dynamite, it's fine for Collision, or it's, it's even fine for Rampage. But they want to sure. put that on for a four hour pay per view straight. You know, and by the way, <laughs> did you see that? There's another thing going on, on Twitter or X or whatever. And they they had this plat, they had this uh, cheat sheet about Elimination Chamber, the wrestling time of Elimination Chamber in comparison to a AEW pay per view, and people. F- People are again. This is the tribalism. AEW people are like, see WWE e drones. Why are you like going for a four-hour pay-per-view and you only got like a, about two hours of wrestling? But you know why some people like that, guys? I'll give you an answer because there's eps, flows, breaks. You actually, if you're going there, you know, is an NFL game, uh, guys, four hours straight? No, there's commercials. There's a halftime. There's breaks. Right. Is an NBA sure. game four hours straight? Hell no. There's a first quarter break, second quarter break, intermission, third quarter break, timeouts. Same thing with baseball. There's There are breaks. For some strange reason, I guess this is maybe the indie mark logic that people have been <laughs> brainwashed with. I got to sit there and wait and go four straight hours of watching wrestling. I can't do that. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to buy a beer. I got to I gotta get some nachos. Give me time to like you know re- digress, enjoy the match I had, and then and give me a match that sucks so this way I can go to take a shit for a second and then get my nachos <laughs> and refill. That's that's the way I look at it from my logic. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you went wrong, Prof. I mean, it's, it's true. I don't know. With the thing about TK, he, he seems to think that you know m- more wrestling is better. Like in his weird way of thinking. And let's talk. See, the thing is, the AEW neckbeards will come out and tell you, no, you're just an idiot. There is story. Look, look over here, look over there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's a load of shit. The fact that they just sit there and just, you know, stand behind TK and, and his bullshit booking, it drives me bananas. Like, legitly, it, it really does, because I just don't understand how they can see past that. But I guess that's one thing AEW's managed to do is actually get a loyal somewhat loyal i guess fan base that sticks by him no matter what you know what i mean and am i crazy like vet i mean why did does this company think this way well i think professor said it without even really meaning to say it at the time but when he said indie mark logic so if you know anything about indie wrestling you know that these promoters will put on a show and they'll have whatever they got. And then guys will show up at the show hoping to get booked and they'll add them to the show 
which adds to the time of the show. And some of these indie shows will end up being like three, four hours when you only originally had a card of, you know, maybe like a few matches. But now that everybody showed up with their gear in the trunk and said, hey, I'm ready to go. You know, can I get on this show? And now, like, how many times have you heard of this happening? Well, AEW has got so many people under contract, more than they actually need, and they're constantly bringing people in internationally or whatever to do stuff. Um, they've always got too many people. And so these AEW pay-per-views, they sort of balloon up to the point of where they get to be four or five hours sometimes. And it is just straight wrestling. And I guess if you're a person that just loves pro wrestling matches, that's fine. And that's the audience that you're going to get. And they're going to get exactly what they want. Um, maybe they don't want to see Kevin Owens hug a koala. Maybe they just want wrestling. So maybe, okay. You, you know, that's, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you about what you want. Um, but, uh, I think that's the reason I think because this is just an indie show at the end of the day, it's just an indie show with a budget and that's how they book it. Now, one of the things that, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that the WWE was having six hour <laughs> single yeah, night WrestleManias right. or every one of their pay-per-views was just going way, 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 way too long. That was a few years ago they were doing that. But now, um, one of the things that they've done that I've always said they should do, since I noticed this was becoming a problem, is like, look, every match doesn't have to be on the pay-per-view, like Professor said, and that gives you a nice TV main event. You know, we get a lot of nice intercontinental title defenses for main events of Raw, or just something that that you look forward to, you know, um, at the end of a show, at the end of a Raw or SmackDown, it's like, Hey, we don't need every single match on the pay-per-view, but here's a nice match for TV. Um, angles can end up on TV. Uh, and AEW, mm, sometimes you'll think they did that. Like they gave you a nice TV main event and then they'll still throw a bunch of extra random crap on the pay-per-view. So literally like random crap, but yeah. So and, that's... And, and we talk about consistency as, as, as you're going to talk about FTR and BCC. They had a 20 minute draw on Dynamite. Just to do a rematch, oh which God. probably will be the sixty-minute, you know, full match on the card. Right. So full you match. know, they're going to do only they're going to do yeah. forty extra minutes. Yeah, which, yeah, which you'll only do the uh, time limit draw when it's an angle. No one will ever just have a time <laughs> minute draw in a regular, uh, no angle cold match, right? But, um, so yeah, so the so the match here, uh, now Professor said that FTR is his ride or die tag team. And he's, they've been the best tag team of the past five years. I would also, you know, counter that um, the bar has been so lowered that they just moved up by default. Uh, and here's an example <laughs> of one of the things. Here's an example of how as good as FTR are, there's still a lot they have to learn. So in the opening spots, right, it's Dax and Shane Taylor. And they do this thing. They're trying to tell the story that... Um, that Dax cannot move Shane Taylor with a simple running shoulder tackle, right? Like he runs into him, boom, Shane Taylor stands there, as you'd expect he would. Exactly. Um, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah. and Dax is like, oh, well, let me try again. Oh, okay. Then then we do a little habit cha hey, habit ho He slips <laughs> over, grabs a waist lock on Shane Taylor, and easily runs him to the ropes. 
like from behind, he just grabs Shane Taylor around the waist and they run to the ropes. Have you ever tried to move a human being by grabbing them in a waist lock and walking forward with them if they don't want to move? <laughs> uh, especially somebody the size human. of Shane Taylor? Right. Exactly. Yeah, he had a better chance of knocking him down with a shoulder tackle. Let's see, put it that see, way see, from a physics but, standpoint. But, but you're not getting the axis of the angle of the gravity at a certain <laughs> point of its axis. I'm just trying to, you know. Give I'm, you not, the I'm not getting it because I live on Earth. Um, but, but yeah, that's like that. That's that's one of those things. And then, you know, later on in the match, they'll like Shane Taylor with one of those big, big drumsticks that Shane Taylor has hits a knee lift on Dax in the face and Dax don't even take a bump. He just staggers to the he just staggers to the corner. He's tough. So. You know, these guys are a joke to me, but I'm glad everybody else likes them. I guess they are doing the closest thing to tag team wrestling that we can see nowadays because they still have all their old VHS tapes and everything like that that they can rip off without understanding how any of that stuff worked or where the psychology came from. But hey, that's fine. And at least they knew enough to beat uh, Lee Moriarty here and not Shane Taylor. So so that was good. Um, and then after the match... Luckily, we're so blessed to have a mic performance from these guys in which they say that at I think they intimated that at the pay-per-view they're going to kill John Moxley. But uh professor, if 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 I missed that uh, or if I misinterpreted what he was trying to say that he was going to do a murder at Revolution, um you can correct me, uh feel free. But overall, what did you think of the match and and everything else? Well, first of all, if, they, if that was an interpretation, then the lawyers in, I believe, Florida or North Carolina are going <laughs> to use that as exhibit A, B, C, and D for uh, Cash Wheeler's Cash Wheeler, uh, yes. Fire over there. So he's going to go to jail. So you can't do that. So I, I would have to say as a defense attorney, uh, he was not in the right state of mind. He was already in, in a certain situation. But again, we're just going to wave our gun at John Moxley. We're not yeah, going to. Yeah. <laughs> but but again, it, it just defeats the. Well. For a lot of, I think a lot of people within the Hami Media Group, everybody has always praised Shane Taylor Productions or promotions. You know, what is Tony Khan not doing with them? We've seen them for, you know, especially Shane Taylor over the years, untapped potential as the Ring of Honor television champion. He's not being, you know, utilized in the highest degree. All I've just seen here is part of the consistency. Well, he had a great match against John Moxley. Oh, he had a great match against Claudio. Well, they've had a great match against FTR. Yeah, great hand, I guess. So promotions <laughs> is the great hand promotion. So that's the way I'll look at it from that standpoint. Hey, so, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, but again, if it's the consistency of the storyline, then fine. You built the storyline for FTR and the BCC for Revolution. God bless Tony Khan. At least he kept it consistent. Mm -hmm. yeah. hey, he's cashed in about to go to jail, do you guys think? I mean, he has been charged, hasn't he? Officially. I think he, I think he's been charging. Then the the trial date's set in was it March? I forget. But yeah, he, I think he, it he was has, March. Yeah, he has to go. You know, the trial date's in March, so you know maybe that's why they haven't pushed FTR maybe to the uh, tag team title scene, maybe to that's a higher true. profile scene. So they got to stick to that maybe mid card tier right there. FTR mid card guys, can you believe that? I don't, wow. I don't feel that way, but again, that's just my humble opinion. So I try to stay, you know, I might be biased towards them. Yes, but I'm right. I'm biased towards FTR because I like them, but you know, <laughs> I try to stay as objective as possible, but when it comes to FTR, I have to give them benefit of the doubt because they're not being utilized, right? Because again, those goddamn young bucks have, t have stolen their thunder so many times. I can't. Damn. Come. 
Damn well, EVPs. Yeah, I mean, look. I I don't personally care for FTR, but I'm not going to sit here and try to defend the booking of FTR. I mean, just just because uh, I may not, I, I may see things about them that I don't enjoy doesn't mean I was like, well, I'll just beat Dax in a singles match every other week just because. Like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, there's still a way to get the, the proper utilization out of all the pieces that you have in play here on the chessboard. So... <laughs> You want to read yeah. that one, Jimmy? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I just want to say, Darkside Caster says that, that is so good. If Cash does go to jail, I guess he will go hard all day and night. Say so, yeah, <laughs> you know they've done a be fucking theme. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's that's Sorry. actually quite good, Dark. I like it. But yeah, please continue on, Vet. All right. Well. We get a package for uh, Brian and uh, June here, you know, hyping up the main. Oh event. wait, 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 wait! Why is June Akiyama here, man? Oh, what did well, I miss because... here? Because that's Eddie Kingston's favorite wrestler. Or... Yeah. Oh, I knew that. That's why he wears the yellow and black, right? Yeah, I get that, but uh, I didn't no, know no, June no. was uh, a the bum. The yellow and black is for Kawada, Jimmy. Get real. Oh Akiyama yeah, sorry, it was Kawada. He's just right, one right. of his sorry. favorites. Yeah. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. Spot on, Vet. That's why he's the vet. <laughs> this is the consistency, Jimmy, about the storylines. That you know, mm -hmm. this is one of Eddie I'm King's confused, dude. <laughs> I don't even know what's going to see. They're fucking my progressing memory up. Well, God it, it, damn it. It's a tale of two consistencies. No, no, no. It's a tale of two consistencies because for Brian, this is his supposedly swan song year. So he's fighting all his dream matches that he's getting. But for some strange reason, he just wanted to uh, irk Eddie Kingston so much that he has to be one of his people that he's either respected over the years and stuff like that. I get that. That's that's no problem. So, you know, but you're trying to, you know, combine two consistencies into one match. Yeah. <laughs> two birds, one stone, really. Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, that's funny. A good transition because we have a lady bird next. Um, and uh, she's going to be taking on uh, Thunder Rosa. So lady, lady bird. bird Monroe versus Thunder Rosa here. Um, Thunder Rosa wins with the, uh, I guess it's the, the Rosa bomb or something. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention. Some it, shit. Isn't it, wasn't Lady Bird one of those students that chased you? I don't know. I'm just, it, it, she just looked familiar. Was well, she? Probably sat in the back or something. I don't know. It just looks so familiar. <laughs> I've never seen it before. I didn't know. I mean, that's the first. Is she really called a Lady Bird? Well, that was her name. I, I think i Why I've would seen... you call yourself that? I, I, I don't know. Um, there's, <laughs> she probably has a very interesting story all about it. If, anybody oh. knew who she was i'm sure i've seen her on ring of honor scrubbing through the episodes but uh <laughs> not really um not really too familiar with her work and i didn't get too familiar here i think i was eating my lunch when this happened and i went I no looked down, I, it was over i took so. a piece during this match straight yeah. up so i didn't hear the announcement of lady bird i legitimately didn't know all i saw was stars on her tights yeah, that that was it. Uh, Professor, this, any this was a statement match for Thunder Rosa, and I guess you know statement match. It is right. because I'm glad this was a statement match, and this is not even a you know I'm not even taking a dig at this because no, Thunder he's Rosa, being serious. <laughs> Thunder Rosa should not be spending 20 minutes with Lady Bird that no one has ever heard of. Technically, this is her <laughs> AEW Collision debut. No way in hell. If you gave Lady Bird 20 minutes against Thunder Rosa, then Thunder Rosa would be the loser of this even though she would have won the match no matter what so i'm glad it was a statement match <laughs> lady bird was lbj's wife's name liz uh, you're funny 
That's funny. Uh, I'm sure that's just a historical fact. I don't think she was making a joke, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see who we could have had doing something else instead uh, of this uh, that would have been a little bit more fun. Because um, we got Renee with uh, with Willow and Stat and Stokely, so they do a little cool. thing here. Um, but uh, you know. Not 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 too much, just a little backstage little get Do they have a name yet, this crew? Or is it still the Stokely sort of crew? Whatever happened to that? They just ended it. Oh, the firm? Yeah, that ended. That that name's gone. This is just so they're gone Willow. Soft. It's Willow and Statlander and Stokely. Yes. The gimmick <sighs> is that uh, uh Stokely is in love, in absolute love with Chris Statlander and uh, Willow is tolerating him and he's tolerating her. So they have an uneasy sort of a triangle here. Cool. And Stad doesn't really want anything to do with Stokely, but she kind of is oh. warming up to him a little bit, which is causing cool. some tensions. So there's your story, guys. Consistency. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No one said it was good, but they are consistent. So there you go. And I, I mean, look. You know, Professor, you should be well familiar with my a la carte theory by now, right? Like, it's 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 common knowledge amongst all of Hameen Media and everywhere, right? Channel Attitude. A la carte. So, it doesn't matter what he's doing. I will take a Stokely Hathaway, please. Just whatever it is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to get a table scrap of, of, of Stokely Hathaway. So... He, he, makes, he makes it entertaining, no doubt about it. Absolutely, but I agree with you 100%. Sure. So, with... You know, ch with the chicken shit angle, he makes it into chicken salad. So that's what it is. So it's very entertaining. So, you know, from what I look at it, it's like, again, where are we going to go with the payoff? I guess it will be Willow and Chris Statlander at a future, maybe Dynamite at a future pay per Well, I can't say pay-per-views because that's WWE <laughs> logic because that would be a monthly pay-per-view. And then exactly. AEW is not doing monthly pay-per-views just yet until this. Yeah, just yet. Until this streaming deal finally gets finalized. So this way we can get our goddamn. So Tony Khan can make some damn logic make sense. So that's the problem that he has. No streaming deal finalized yet. Tony, do your job and get it done. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, she can afford a streaming company, can't he? Just buy out <laughs> Netflix or something. I mean, shit. Anyway, well, we got Honor Club. Yeah. All right. So anyway, how uh, many subscribers does Honor Club have at this point? Honestly, do you know? Does anyone know? Uh, I don't know, but they're down one as of this year. <laughs> Actually, Speaking down for two. Myself. So <laughs> yeah. I anyway, was, I know I another was, person. I was also. an Honor Club member back when it, when it was under the uh, Sinclair bubble. So I did buy it, and then I, you know, discontinued it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of discontinued, uh, we get the Bang Bang Scissor Gang uh, oh, versus the Bear this is bad, dude. Country Savage Ass Gang. Um, <laughs> Savage Ass Gang? What, yeah, whatever. What was Okay, so what was up with... Uh, speaking of consistency of stories, what was up with um, Max just cutting off his own rap in the middle dude, and saying, nah, we're he, not doing this? He fucked up. He literally choked. I that's how I took it. I mean, he literally choked, man. And even really? the crowd, if you notice, yeah, that's what it looked like to me. They, and they even the fans, they the went crowd, quiet. The crowd was confused right. because again, literally. are you trying to do an angle? Because again, this is this is bad consistency because you're just rehashing <laughs> a storyline between the acclaimed badass Billy Gunn and again his boys. 
And now J- yeah, you're just adding J.Y. to the mix. So it is what it is, but you're just rehashing a storyline that happened back then. I get that. But the problem is we know that this they're going to break up again. We know that the, you can't have two trios championships. You're going to have to unify this stuff because you, actually you're, you're doing a disservice to the trios division. I don't care what you say. I don't care about – I'm not going on Auto Club to see the trio, the Bang Bang Gang defending the trios title on Auto Club. I ain't oh, neither, neither are they going on it. They ain't going on it either. Trust yeah. me. So I would know. You got, to, you got to combine the title. You got to unify the titles for the greater good, Tony. That's what you got to do. But again, it is bad. And and, and then if if this was intentional, let, let's do the hypothetical, Jimmy and the vet. If this was hypothetically intended that Max Caster did a brain fart that he did not want to do his freestyle because of being all together in this one bubble, does it make sense? Because you haven't done anything because that's his stick. That's his he only messed up, I believe, one time in a rap, and that was Rampage, and then they edited right. it out, or he yep. had to redo it. So if this is yeah, intentional, right. it makes no sense. Why would you m- mess up his stick? It wasn't, it wasn't intentional. He was trying to cover up, man. That's why he forgot what he was gonna say and whatnot, and then he just tried to cover it up and he realized it went because over the like a fuck. The, the jabronis in a ring, he can't make fun of jabronis that no one even cares about. That's the problem there. <sighs> then don't fucking yeah. do it in the first place. You know what I mean? Like, I hate these bang bang, these gang, poke gang, up, chain gang. I, was, I haven't we heard this before. Like the chain gang back in the day. I wonder who the leader was of that gang. But anyway, the point is, why do we need i feel better i know you, me and you vet used to say look it doesn't matter as long as we see jay white on television that's all that matters mm. right i'm sorry now though vet i gotta say i'm getting pissed now with the way he's booked bro he's being booked like a what is he uh, it, well uh, you know let's put the positive spin back on it in the a la carte <laughs> sense right so okay. i uh, ordered a jay hard. white right i they right and uh, at least at least i got to see what a jay white comeback looks like in 2024 <laughs> um i don't know if i've ever seen Shit. jay white make a hot tag comeback in my life so <laughs> you know that was a new experience for me and i i was very excited to be a part of it a new um, experience i love it overall yeah in the overarching picture i don't like any of this but i will try to you know i will try to remain like positive in that sense i got to see something new um but this is like i don't think this is any sort of a good use of well like all these guys really yeah to be fair as you would say prof to be fair <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. But again, yeah, but- well, here's here's the uh here's the problem here because I want to get Vet's opinion on this too. Because again, from a Tony Khan logic standpoint, he's trying to sell Jay White because we know that if you've watched New Japan, if you know his history and you know he sold out Master Square Garden in 2019, he will remind you about that single handedly. Single handedly, he, he reminds you about that. But again, he's banking on the history. But that, that only goes so far because now you're in AEW and you got to use that history in a positive way, in a momentum, in a momentous way. And, you know, he had his chance against MJF at that pay-per-view. He came up short. That's fine. You know, we, I'm not saying he should have won the title or he's buried. But again, the and I guess Juice Robinson being injured really is hurting 
the, the bang, bang, bang. Big time. Yeah. 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 Because then from the direction of where they wanted to go, because they, to me, they were like predators. They were, the, they could go after anybody, anytime, anywhere. And they could be funny too. But now here they're a comedy relief that, well, but he's trying to bank on that history of Jay, Jay White and Bullet Club. But every year that goes, it's like Finn Balor in, in WWE. Yeah. He was the original leader of the Bullet Club, but now it's, that's 10 years to the past. Now Finn Balor right. has his own history, his own legacy, and all that stuff. You can't bank on history that's already passé. Yep. Well, I would agree with that, and I, I would agree with that, and I would even uh, go one step further and say I don't even really think he's trying to bank on it anymore. Like he's yeah. like Jay White is just lost, and he just got saddled with Billy Gunn's kids, and Juice Robinson. You know they had a little tag team and all but i mean these guys i just i like this is not the use of jay white i'm sorry it's just not and you know um I, the thing about coming up short in his big main event angle it wasn't just so much that he came up short it was the way they did it like the way they basically crippled mjf and still had him win like i would never have done all that stuff if he was just going to beat jay white anyway I would have just let MJF not be hurt, you know? Oh. So I, I don't know. There was just a lot of things about that, but it's not exclusive to Jay White. There are many guys that get heated up for a period of time in AEW, and then they're just completely forgotten about because there is no plan. And how could there be a plan when you've got so much on your plate? Like how can or how, one plate i he's like tony khan is like juggling plates like this is the, the i don't mean to cut you off and todd bradley makes a point because they haven't with the consistency word of the day boys and girls right there you got it undisputed kingdom they attacked them they've attacked mm. the, the bullet club gold they've attacked oh the yeah and they what haven't with that they haven't done anything to i guess i you, forgot i forgot yeah, about few, that right maybe we'll wait till rampage that's that'll be the great show <laughs> <laughs> to actually do a consistent uh, storyline with that, Brantley. Or, or maybe Ring of Honor, guys. We're no one watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Why not? Yeah, no. Not one of these guys has been on Ring of Honor the whole time. Uh, <laughs> so, but but that, is, that is the thing. Like, we don't see them interact. We don't even know. Are they booked in the same buildings? Like, there, <laughs> there could be a reason why Undisputed Kingdom and and bullet club gold or not interacting or bang bang scissor gang or whoever i don't know look it's bad that's all i know it, it's too much for me to try to keep track of all this um and it's it but it, it's bad so let's let's but, let's just say we know who wins this match uh there's no there was never any doubt um and whatever angle that they think they're trying to do right now has to do with something with uh Billy Gunn accidentally knocking Jay White off the apron on a match they had recently or something like that's their the old oh my partner bumped me accidentally so now I'm gonna fucking kill him like that that whole thing in wrestling like we haven't seen that enough so you know there we if go it, if it ain't broke don't fix it that's why, <laughs> that's that's right. why people keep coming back and paying their hard-earned money that you know this I, I I do know this well uh I also know that uh, Lexi Nair is with uh Brian Danielson and Danielson makes fun of Eddie Kingston and the way he does this, promos and this talks is bad, about how professionally is and he hates him and all this other stuff. So, can can I ask you something though before we move on, Vet? Mm. Did for the last few weeks on this very show, well, not the wreckage, but Collision, 
was Danielson not giving Kingston any attention, like to his face, like just pretending he's not even there, right? Yeah, yeah, but, he would like ignore him. Yeah, but in this segment, in this promo, he mentioned Kingston's name probably about fifty times. Well, because Lexi asked him a direct question, so I would have got, he I got heated. Just, I don't have a problem and, with that. And remember, they're fighting a revolution, and if Eddie Kingston wins, then Brian Danielson is forced to shake his hand mm-hmm. and respect Eddie Kingston. So it's all part wow, of that's compelling. Logic that is so compelling. You know what I would have done, honestly, if I was TK? I would have T- uh, Danielson not turn up to the match at all. Where he, you know, he finds him that, you know, he, he looks at him like a fat piece of shit. Where he's like, no, you know what? You're below me. If you're going to have him as a friggin' heel, Heal him up like big time, man. Like, I mean, having disrespect Kingston totally. Not nah, you're not on my level. I don't want to wrestle you. I don't care if it's scheduled. I just don't even want to be in the same space as you. Look at you. Like, you're below me. Like, I know that's you know bad storytelling right now, Vet, right? But at least play it up a bit more. I feel like this was all sort of rushed. And then we're gonna have a blow-off. Or maybe we're going to have a literal blow-off. And they might as well blow each other off in that match. Because really, I couldn't care less about this stupid feud. Well, I assume- well, Jimmy, to answer that question, I mean, remember, they were building up Eddie Kingston for the Continental Classic. They were building Right, up- and I said he was going to win it. I said it at the start yeah. of the tournament. I go, you watch, he's going to win it because it's yeah. all about him in that it, tournament. It's all about him and it's all about those titles that he accumulated too. So, But te- technically, it should have ended there at World's End where he right. should have got the respect out of Brian Danielson, where he should have got exactly. the respect out of Moxley and Claudia and all that stuff. And maybe he could have been an honorary BCC member or all, all that, but they wanted to continue that into the new year and then kind of like sprinkle this into revolution where Danielson does not have no respect for him. That's fine. I can actually accept it. But again, what are you doing with Eddie? What are you doing with Eddie Kingston? Again, these titles, the titles that he has, well, again, another great example of not being an honor club member because the Ring of Honor <laughs> title is on Collision, is on Dynamite, is on Rampage. He's not he's not even on Honor Club where he's supposed to be with those titles. And he's right. a New Japan strong champion, and then this kind of classic, which I thought was going to mer- hybrid all this. All That's together. what I thought. No, he's. I was asking that, that week in week out. I'm like, so I'm, I'm not confused. Wasn't these three belts supposed to become one? But in, that didn't happen, right? It didn't happen. Well, in fairness, no one ever said it. That's just what we all assumed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's they our, did say it. Yes. No, that's right. It's well, our did, fault. We was it? Oh, why did we assume that then? How did we all assume this shit? Look, Jimmy, damn it. Listen, all right? Stop caring. <laughs> you don't, don't quit, pretending, right. pretending, right. quit pretending you even care. Like, what's the difference if he's, You're right. if he's I don't consolidated give a <laughs> or if he carries three belts? What's the difference? He's he's a triple <laughs> crown champion. The end. That's right. My Until bad. someone right. beats him or someone cherry picks one of the titles to challenge him, like, I want this one. Uh, then literally, like, just that right there. You know I mean, yeah, he's he's Start any three like belts. This. All right. That's <laughs> yeah. it. breakfast champ right now speaking of championship (laughs) material brian keith uh and he's going to be taking on uh malachi black here in a rare singles outing for malachi very rare actually so rare it's been two years Mm -hmm. um so yeah these guys have a match this Uh, one this one i will have to give tony khan credit he made a great two-year storyline out of this he made all the fans (laughs) like want malachi black to have a singles match we were 
we were festering it. We kept <laughs> tweeting at him. And Tony Khan said, here you go, bitches. We're giving you the goddamn match, all right? We're giving you the breadcrumbs. When That's we least suspected it. That's a payoff right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Or maybe, um, or maybe just there was a bounty, right, on Malachi uh, Black, but only him. Uh, not Julia, not Buddy, not uh, Brody, just... The bounty was just on Malachi, so Brian yeah, Keith is here to collect. Wait, I guess I have to go back with my professor logic. But when you said when you do a bounty on a wrestler, the wrestler has got to be a baby face. I'm just quote unquote. That's where bounties go on. Malachi's never been projected as a baby face just because fans just cheer because of the ambiance, the charismatic nature, and the the lights going off. That doesn't make him a baby face. Mm, and when true. did Mark Briscoe have all this money to put a bounty on his head? I'm well, I'm just saying. Oh well, maybe he didn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, maybe maybe somebody did. Maybe, maybe um, alone. Maybe uh, maybe Buddy put the bounty on it so he could get more singles matches. I don't know. <laughs> we we don't know. It's a mystery. We we don't, I'm not even saying there was a bounty. I'm just saying he's a bounty hunter. And going with uh the thing that we pitched two weeks ago, Jimmy, when we got a uh, big bounty, Brian Keith, big business in Boston, <laughs> right coming yeah. up. So you know we 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 uh. I had this idea, Prof, where, um, you know, the gimmick could be anytime that somebody on one of these shows does something they're not supposed to do, like, say, uh, stab Mark Briscoe in the head with a spike for no reason. Like, uh -huh. that's, you know, that's illegal. That's that's beyond the bounds of wrestling. So, um, you know, perhaps instead of, like, finding somebody, the fine could become the bounty and, and he can, like, you know... Brian Keith can go and he can uh, collect Julia Hart and be like, here you go, put her in Tony's office. Like, you can find her and then give the fine to me now for, for my bounty. Or he, we could be have a whole new bounty hunter gimmick that's different than, like, all that, you know, horseman stuff from the 80s and all that other stuff. Now. You know, I love it. But here's the problem. Brian Keith is, like, five foot five. He just, <laughs> just can't believe it. I'm sorry. I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm visual. That well. Okay, but counterpoint. You can't collect the bounty. I'm sorry. You Count, can't just counterpoint. Counterpoint. He's got all kinds of tools he can use. He can yeah. use a lasso. He could use. Yeah. He, he could use a horse, uh, like darts, <laughs> tranquilizer darts. Like there's all kinds of ways to get around. <laughs> no, I counter counterpoint. He's the size of Yosemite <laughs> Sam. It just doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Could he? Well, Julia Hart though. Like he could collect that bounty, right? Oh, so man. we just have to we just have to be selective in which oh. ones we choose. Look, in the old west, you go to the post office <laughs> and you look at the bounty posters and you decide if you want to try to collect, right? So I mean Facts. he can he can be a little selective with his uh and there, there's there's plenty of guys smaller than him at AEW you could go after. So you you guys all gotta mind your P's and Q's and not commit any wrestling crimes because the bounty hunter could come if after you. If you're five foot five and shorter, I'm with you. Collect the bounty. <laughs> there you go. Well, Josh in the chat or T and Coopina says put the bounty on yourself to get on TV. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Maybe that will work. Yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, they will do none of this, Ooh. of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't think personally it would be any less ridiculous than the stuff they are trying to get over. So I would just like to see, like, if we got a bounty hunter, let's go with that. But in any case, um, yeah, they have a match. Uh, it ends the way you'd expect. Black Mass. Does he still call it Black Mass? I don't even know anymore. I, I think they did call it Black Mass. Okay. All right. I'm not sure. 
uh and then uh afterwards the lights go out and then they come back on and mark briscoe's there and he's got a spike and then he tries to kill uh malachi with the spike uh which you know you might have to put a bounty on mark briscoe now um but then uh yeah he has avoided it and then they kick the shit out of mark briscoe and everybody and the house always wins and yada 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 so did you notice something visually because again just a couple of weeks ago ftr mark briscoe and daniel garcia was all oh, yeah. involved with the house what of happened Black. to that and then they had the match that was the blow off in the cage it was a good match i'm not de- denying that but mark briscoe's still continuing now it's just turning three on one and ftr is a little bit busy daniel garcia is busy with his program i, I mean again Unless uh, you're going to do a seance for Jay Briscoe, you know, <laughs> oh my god, rest in peace. But again, <laughs> Mark Briscoe needs backup. And I guess you, you like, like the vet said, the bounty uh... hunter Brian Keith, but he's too small. It's like again, it just doesn't. It's like Arnold. It's Arnold Jackson from different strokes. <laughs> Arnold it's Jackson. Mark Briscoe. It just oh don't, man, it don't work. It don't work me visually. Yeah. Not to mention, he just got knocked the fuck out anyway. So it's not like he's in a great shape to be. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're right. I suppose FTR was in the shower at the time and they uh, just couldn't gotcha. dry off fast enough. Um, Daniel Garcia, not there at all. So He's dancing his way out of the building, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. But, but he's busy. Um, again, he got Christian. I, get, I got that, you know. But again, now it's just turned into three on one. It's like, you know, you left me high and dry, FTR. What's going on here? That, that doesn't make FTR rise and dies with people. That, that's not their nature. But you say can't yeah. do that logically on the team. Like say yeah, but you can't <laughs> do that logically here. Now it's three on one with uh or four on one with the uh, House of Black and Mark Briscoe. It just kind of looks stupid. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. Facts. Um, so, but yeah, this is continue. not the best use of a Mark Briscoe, who's who's definitely one of my a la carte items. Is Mark Briscoe, and this is not how I want to see. Well, Josh wants to know who would you get to back up Mark Briscoe. Well, I think the prof already answered that question, Josh. You know, we got to do a seance and bring Jay back. That's the only way. And or, don't or put you, a past TK. That, or, he might or do you that. that uh, Big Bear Country Tag Team, whatever they're called. Whatever they're... <laughs> the the what, what are they called now again? Big uh, Bear Ass Rashing Iron, uh, Iron Savages. Well, oh, that's whatever. right. They just look apart to me. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, they look bear, like savages. Bear country is definitely a, a fitting name for sure. Uh, bear back country, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say anyway. that there was some some definite uh, entendres when they came up with that name. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh my! Sting, <laughs> they took the Sting and Darby promo from Dynamite and they cut this oh. into a, a little package. Um, and then we <sighs> get. Uh, well, here's another professor. Uh, the professor of professional wrestling, Serena Deeb, uh, is taking on, uh, I guess, a friend of a friend. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, Lady Frost here. That's so it's true. Deeb versus Frost. Um, this would be the one match I paid attention to for 100%. Absolutely. Um, uh, but unfortunately, that was, uh, you know, well, let's just say uh, without assigning blame to anybody, because I think they were both guilty. Uh, or maybe it's just a lack of chemistry, but not the best, not the best match here. Um, just, you know, I, that's, that's how I felt about it. Um, but, uh, you got to think like lady frost still learning deep 
still coming back. It's not <laughs> yeah. necessarily the, the, the recipe for like a classic. Um, but nevertheless, you can't win them all. Uh, professor, did you see anything different? I'll, I'll look at it from a standpoint of you can't copy two matches. I mean, Thunder Rosa had the statement match. Serena Deeb had to have the, you know, catch as catch can kind of match with Lady Frost. Yeah, the timing wasn't there. The chemistry wasn't there. I get you with all that. And, of course, Serena Deeb is coming back from her uh, ailments and stuff like that. So I could give her a pass on that. Again, for me, I'm looking at it from this standpoint – what do you want to do with Serena Deeb? She made that bold statement weeks ago on the collision that she, you know, she wants titles and all that stuff. We know Julia Hart is, I think she's injured, if I'm not mistaken. And of yep. course, is she? Yep. Timeless Tony okay. Storm yeah. is, uh, you know, she's got her plans. And of course, you know, Deanna, per I don't want to go on a diatribe, but Deanna Perazzo is just an afterthought because everything, everything is being set up for Tony Storm and Mercedes Monet once Mercedes Monet gets makes that debut at a uh, big business. So, you know, I, I feel sorry for Deanna Peraza right there, but you can't have two of the same kind of statement matches. Cause then it's, it turns into WWE superstars, turns into wrestling mm. challenge, turns into Saturday night. And of course the and fans, prime time wrestling and prime time. Yeah. And prime <laughs> yeah. Time, but the fans have an appetite for wanting a staunch wrestling co contest. So you Serena Deeb and lady frost on paper, the names mean something. For I was going to say the same thing. On paper, it seems yeah, like a good yeah, match. Yeah, the Marchards right? are happy for that. But then what, what happens is the reality sets in. No chemistry. Serena D's coming back and, and trying to get her timing going. Lady Frost, again, she's not consistently on AEW television on a weekly basis. So she can... Every second week now. <laughs> it seems like that, but it's that's yeah. not enough. You just need consistency. I hate to say that word again, boys and girls, but there should be a bell right now, Jimmy. You know, get that, get that soundboard going with the bell. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just playing, but don't worry. <laughs> there should be some cons consistency for Lady Frost being on TV as much as possible, so this way she can develop that that timing too. Can I ask, guys, um, before we move on? I know, look, both of these fine women are friends of friends. Well, yeah, Deeb's actually your close friend, Vet, but. Even Frost, you know, I've even had interactions with Frost and her husband. They were actually in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, funny enough. Um, but in saying that, and I'm going to say it straight up, is Lady Frost, do people hype up Lady Frost way too much? She's only been in the business, I think, for like no more than five years, right? Believe it or not. Do, do you think she's a little overrated? I think it... I just think others make her look a lot better than what she really is, if that makes any sense. There's, and I don't even understand. No, 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 I'll say this. There's nothing wrong with propping up somebody that you know. Because of course, from, from the from the standpoint that you're saying, well, let's say if I'm the friend of Lady Frost saying, you got to see her, you got to see her. I'm propping her up because I know of the potential. I know what right. she can give or whatever. It's like anybody. If I like somebody, like, you know, you got to see this person, X, Y, Z. Just give them a chance to be on TV. Just give them the chance. Just give them the ball and let them run with it. It's the same thing. And of course, you know, I don't, I don't think nobody is overrated. That's just the way I look at it. But if I'm going to prop you up, I'm just trying to give that get that person their just due, their support, and all that stuff. Because again, wrestling's a, a dirty business, and Vet already knows this. So if anybody could prop up somebody and just give them that opportunity, and they take a, advantage of it, now if she falls flat on her face. I can't do anything more than try to prop them up. I have to give them the, the support that they deserve. But but if they don't take advantage of the opportunity, what can I do? So it's, it's a it's a catch as 
it's a catch-22 in my opinion. But you would have thought you would have actually taken advantage of an opportunity like that to face somebody like Serena Deeb, you know what I mean? Who, but let's if, be honest. But if, Lady, but if Lady Frost hasn't signed that all, if that banner hasn't said Lady Frost is all. She's not me, signed. She's still not signed. She can't That's get fact. the opportunities there. She'll just right. get, she'll just be booked. Just like Beth says that every person goes to the arena just wanting to get booked. So she's just right. doing her job. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, Lady Frost, like first to answer your question, overrated. I don't know that anybody's trying to rate her. Okay. That's not an insult. I know people that are huge. Okay. Right. Exactly. So, So, but regardless what Lady Frost is doing. Okay. She obviously came up with the gimmick first because she's been doing this since day one that I've ever seen her. Right. Uh, So now all it takes, she's got her identity out there, which some people go on the independent scene for years trying to figure out who they're going to be so she already got that part okay uh she looks like you know like a she-ra character or something so she's got that now she's just got to go and get the experience which to her credit she's doing now everybody has different aptitude uh for actual pro wrestling the 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 nuts and bolts the mechanics of being in the ring some people it takes them longer to get it some people never get it um so but what she's doing for her part is she is going and she is traveling and she is getting booked as it were so you're talking about her being in your neck of the woods jimmy that's all the way over there she found out you do in fact exist then you got (laughs) well she's she was just i I just seen stuff getting posted from cmll or lady frost is down there she's been everywhere that's true she's she's going everywhere she's been to tna she's been in she keeps working the ring of honor taping she's working you know the aw shots when she gets a chance she's going everywhere that will book her and that's the best you can do in today's day and age to try to get that experience and get that money and make that name for yourself and try to get signed somewhere that's actually better for you and your development than if she got the all elite contract and then she just goes and shows up and sits in catering like most of the people do all the people that were saying where was where were they on this show she would have been one of them right so that's basically what it is you get that you get that guaranteed money now whether you want to or not you you might even be forced into complacency because they just don't have anything for you this week whereas you keep your options open and you get booked in cmll or you get booked in australia or you wherever wherever she goes europe everywhere she's been right so she's doing her part um but she's still got a ways to go so she'll get there being uh in the ring with serena deeb you learn at a rapid pace i can tell you from firsthand experience so you know that's a good thing this match even if even if a match doesn't go great even if it's not perfect even if it's not even good it's still a big learning experience for her we don't get anything much out of it as fans but for her it's uh you know accelerated learning so you often learn more from a, a bad match than you do from a from having a, sure. a great match. So, um, so for that, um, that that's that's a positive in all this. No, definitely, man. I find it weird that she hasn't been signed anywhere yet. But like you're right, it's better just to get all that experience, go worldwide, learn the craft properly, and then see what happens. I just don't like. Oh, to be honest, the Sub Zero gimmick. Is being overdone already in wrestling, and even though it's only been done maybe three times, right? I mean, you had Glacier, you had now Frost. 
I mean, heck, they should have done a storyline where she's the daughter of Glacier for, you know, he used to appear in AEW, if you remember, with Cody. You know what right. I mean? So, but now he doesn't. He's gone. He's melted. But, but it's like, but it's like Beth says, she has that ready-made gimmick. It's her gimmick. No, but so that's true. Helps, to her credit, she's get right. everywhere else. And that's why. And people remember free. it too. People remember right. her. It keeps her free to be booked everywhere else and make that make that money because maybe she doesn't want to be tied down to one contract to one company and all that stuff so she could you know set her own rates for herself to a degree and she was trending weird weird enough a few weeks back for whatever reason after her collision match a few weeks ago well she made some statements against uh certain ladies in that AEW locker room so you know it is what it is on that right right for sure anyway Vic, yeah let's well, move on yeah, so you know, anyway, Deep gets the mic and she calls out uh, in her promo. She 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 basically cuts a similar promo to what she said, but she also in this promo called out House of Black and Tony Storm uh, by saying, yeah. you know, when I go when I go wrestle, the lights don't go out. When I wrestle, <laughs> the, you know, it doesn't turn black and white. You know, so so good. She she's she, at the same time as she's saying like that she's authentic. She's also burying kind of yeah, see, it, she's shining a light on how dumb that kind of tropey shit is when you know you you keep doing this the same tired tropes as a former AEW wrestler once said uh so well anyway. do you think there's some sort of heat maybe towards d like because she's pretty outspoken i don't well in real life she's not that outspoken i think right. she was just trying to like you know do a strong pipe up right yeah okay interesting more more put herself over in that sense like i don't know as but... she should you know what i mean absolutely well, no, should. Don't, don't, don't worry guys by by the time super card of honor rolls around serena d will challenge for the <laughs> super ROH... of honor you mean <laughs> <laughs> super of honor. but she'll challenge for the roh women's yeah. title and she'll fight athena and probably she'll win that that would be a crazy match that'll be a crazy match. great she'll probably right. win it and then just be relegated to honor club where you have to pay, pay your 9.99 a month Mm. Oh, well, man, if, if you guys that. didn't get enough tables in that opening contest, then <laughs> yeah. I suggest you go to the two out of three falls tables match that uh, <sighs> Nyla Rose and Athena had on uh, Ring of Honor. People were talking that up, dude, like it was great. I, mean, I haven't watched it, but the AEW Marktards out there hey, fully hey, embraced this match. It. I said it. Nyla Rose has been killing it on Ring of Honor. You yeah. have. Actually, he has. He has been saying that. Yeah, so. Okay, well. Uh, so Eddie Kingston comes out. He's going to be on the desk for our main event and for commentary. That is uh, Brian Danielson versus June Akiyama. And uh, well, you know, <laughs> there's that long pause. I saw it. There's that long. You try to sell it, sell it. I well, you trust see, me. He uh, wants to praise it, but all he can't. Ja all Japan yeah. pro wrestling legend June Akiyama. You know. <laughs> I mean, that was a long time ago, but... Uh, the masses you know, know him right now, Vin. He's relevant, dude. Come on. He's, he's Just like still, old Japan. He's... That's exactly this, right. This, this is where <laughs> I, I lose it with the with the Mark Tards out there, and no disrespect. Oh, sometimes, dude. you know, we've we've have said this word too much. Dream match. We've used... We've oversaturated <laughs> the word dream match. I have not talked to anybody within my wrestling circle to say... I wanted to see a Brian Danielson June Akiyama match in the last 10 years. I never even uttered that word. Last 20 years, Prof, what are you talking about? I'm just saying, 
I've never uttered that word. I've, I've been dying for a Brian Danielson Jew Nakayama match on my TV. I've never said that. I might have said maybe Brian Danielson against Nigel McGuinness. We might see that at all in. That's fine. That should have happened 20 years ago, too, but you know. Yeah, but you get where I'm going with that. You give right. me a dream match that people actually say, I've heard of this person. I've heard of that person. And do it from there. Brian Danielson with these dream matches to, to cater to his own ego is That's not it is, making dude. money. It's not right, making it's not. money. Well, what was the other guy from CMLL? Uh, Hakiyama? Uh, Hakiyama in the mask? I forgot his. See, that's how bad Etchy it is. Etchy Sarah. Yeah, Etchy Sarah. <laughs> you Did you say Etchy Sketch? Etchy Sketch. I didn't. Hey. That's not a dream match. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe it, maybe it wasn't. I, I don't even know if that's one of the ones they said was a dream match. But I will say, in they did Etsy say that. Defense, they freaking did. In, in his defense, he made one new fan, so he's got <laughs> he something did. right. Like yeah, he's I'll my favorite wrestler now. Him too, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's now Etchisero, then Serena Deeb, and then you know fill in the rest later. But but no, um, you're but you're right. Yeah, etch a sketch a la carte. I'm, I'm etch a sketch a la carte. He's now, but unfortunately, he's back now. I have to go to CMLL if I want to order that. Um, so, oh, but shit. but I mean, yeah, nobody nobody's. This is not a nobody's dream. Was this match not not the most ardent of? Uh, of Japanese wrestling fans or fans of Brian Danielson, nobody once ever on earth said, wow, what if Jun Akiyama took on Brian Danielson? No one was thinking about it. They just weren't, no no disrespect to either one of the guys. It's just, why would you think of it? What's the history there? There is none. Um, it would never have this even been a, a consideration too. at any point in time uh, because their heydays are so far apart, right? Like so it's far like, apart, dude. I mean, yeah, you know. Um, so Where's I get to Kabashi even. Let's bring him back too. Why not? Oh, actually, that might actually happen. With yeah, Danielson. I don't know. He's, he seems to have been happily retired for a long time because maybe he doesn't want to put on a diaper and just go out there being Thank fat you. and saggy. Like, and that's really Japanese are, wrestling. Apparently, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Um, so the match itself was, you know, it was. It, it was a match. Uh, I've I've expressed my sort of disinterest in brian danielson ever since his post uh you know like his, his unretirement back in wwe i to me uh for some reason um just hasn't been the same um don't enjoy it anymore um but you know there's it's always sad. that even with him though even with even with danielson there's always that like well but this night on this night perhaps you know there's the, he, that little spark no, of he, hope he had the well but this night when he faced kenny omega at arthur ash stadium he had oh, that was well. awesome. it right. could have been that yeah. night when he should have defeated hangman at a page when he was the top <laughs> heel in aew when they gave him the ball to do that but they didn't want to do that they wanted to do that bcc garbage so Tony Khan dropped the ball on Brian Danielson twice in AEW when he could have like put a rocket ship on his ass and do something in, in AEW, but they wanted to put, put him all together with BCC. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and even even the MJF one. So there's there's been moments. He's dropped but the ball like, everywhere, everywhere. He doesn't know how to go past a certain point. Like he can get to a middle of a story, right? But then that's it. He can't go to the end. He doesn't know how to finish shit. Or to get to the next level in terms of even getting someone over, he, but, he, he, he it's really like a fluke when he does get someone over. Uh, but I mean, look. So this is how I'll look at it. Bes 
despite all that no one also just like no one thought this was a dream match no one also thinks that collision is trying to get any ratings or win any fans either no one really? thinks that really? either right. so what they've done here essentially is that this is an angle match it's a match so that it's going to further what Danielson has with Kingston. That's why Kingston's out there. It's a per, it's a guy that Kingston has a personal connection to. It is a chance for fans to see somebody or be in the presence of somebody who was at least at one time associated with some level of greatness. Um, Absolutely. So whether they appreciate it or not is another thing. Um, whether we as TV viewers care or appreciate it or not, it's another thing, but all in all, it's not Can it's not bad that this happened. Let me just say something, but I yeah. want to go to you because of your wrestling knowledge on this, because and I'm, I'm I want to backdate this to like the, the 90s, the Monday Night Wars, and all that stuff. We all know the back word, in the time machine. Yeah, back in okay. the time machine, shameless plug, PWR podcast on the Hami Media Group at, at podbeam.com. But we have to remember that word that tape traders, and mm -hmm. those were the hardcore of the hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. Where tape trading, they they found all those re wrestling matches from New Japan. They found all those matches from all Japan, and you know it was good when even Eric Bischoff brought in the cruiserweights from mm -hmm. WC into WCW, brought in the people from New Japan, and Paul Heyman did his job to bring in the cruiserweights and the Jap Japanese wrestlers too. So you know I don't want to be hypocritical and say you know I'm not invested to see international stars. Don't get me mm -hmm. wrong. So you know it's not like, but again. Going into 2024, Akiyama, we should be happy to see somebody, uh, you know, a Japanese legend, quote unquote. But, you know, do you see a difference between like back then to now with the tape trading? Because maybe it's because there's just so much an oversaturation with social media and YouTube and having all that accessible mm -hmm. now in regards yeah. to back then. What, what do you think? I'm just saying because it feels different now. No, it is different, it, it but is. it's a it's a hundred percent because everything's available. There's no mystique. Um, when we were, well, I say we, I didn't do it, but the the people were going to that effort to get those matches that there was just no way to see it if you didn't have that TV or those those shows or whatever in your country, you could not watch them here in america we were subjected to what america had and even in the territory days we couldn't even see the other territories it was based on how far that your, blew my mind dude that tv that stations right. you know would broadcast right so regional television uh if you didn't even have cable which a lot of people didn't in the early 80s cable was new so it was like we couldn't even see the stuff in our own whole country let alone what was going on over in japan and the, and every the, those those hotbeds of the four hotbeds of the world of the United States, Mexico, England, and Japan, like all those areas had their own styles and their own stars, and that was like it revolutionary. Was and then when guys would come over, like when Tiger Mask would come to the WWF or whatever, and then you get to see like this guy have a match with Dynamite Kid and boston gardens big business in boston you know like <laughs> that was like a revolutionary thing but then he would go back and that was it and if you missed right. it you missed yep. it now you could type that match in on your phone watch it on the toilet 
You can watch Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Man. Are you, from- spying, wait, are you spying on me? I do that all the time on my toilet. I'm just saying. I was just making an educated guess. So anybody, like anybody, can get anything they want. Um, and I think that's the difference: the effort that you had to put in because you really cared. Um, and then there was a level of like snobbery, I guess, that goes along with that. It really like, oh, was. You yeah. don't know about the four the four kings <laughs> yeah. of all Japan, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you go on with your Hulkamania and you go <laughs> yeah. sit over there at the kitty table, right? Like, of course. And I can understand that too. Um, but that's kind of the thing. What I think my biggest problem with the modern sort of fan base, the split between the people that are interested in learning is I just get so sick of how ready people are to tell you that they've never heard about something and don't care about it. Yeah. Like I don't, I do not care that you don't care. And with the availability of everything nowadays, where everything's at your fingertips, not just in wrestling, but in the whole world, it's all literally at your fingertips. You just make a couple of pokes and swipes and stuff, and you can see pretty much whatever you want to see, know whatever you want to know. You never have to uh, say you don't know anything anymore. When someone asks you a question, you don't ever have to say the word, I don't know. You can instantly know. That's the (laughs) thing about today. Um, So when people say like, psh, I've never heard of Junakiyama. I don't care. Nobody cares. It's like, well, you could quickly just give yourself a refresher. Uh, if you're if you're vocal enough to complain about it, you could also learn about it. I'm starting to wonder what is a wrestling fan if they don't like when I'm sure all three of us when we were young, when a new guy came into a promotion or somebody from another country came into a promotion, we were like. Oh, who's this guy? I don't know him. He's new. I want right. to see more of what, what's this guy about? Like we were curious. We were interested. We didn't just immediately as like 10 year old kids be like, Psh, great Muda, get, <laughs> go back to Japan, get the fuck out of here. Like that attitude <laughs> didn't exist then, but it does now. Yeah. And that's very disturbing to me because I no, cannot I get on that wavelength. Not even as jaded or I. bitter as I am. I, I still can't. Uh- I've never I, ever I, said I think, that. I think one like thing that. for I think one thing for me because I'll use Akiyama as a, as an example. Like you you said that yeah, I can Google him. I can go on YouTube and watch his matches. But if I can follow him right now because of all the platforms and even on my phone in the crapper, and I watch an Akiyama match from last week, and then maybe he lost that match. Let's say hypothetically, mm-hmm. why would I care if he's on Collision this week? To fight Brian Anderson when I know he already lost last week. That my part of that is not about not googling him or not caring about him. Well, maybe more about not caring about him in that sense. Well, mm-hmm. he lost last week in Japan. Why should I care about this being a big match on, on Collision tonight? That that's mm-hmm. the way I would go. If I can follow somebody from every which way of, of every promotion, if I follow some wrestler from Mexico to uh, PWG to GCW mm-hmm. to uh, Great Britain Rev Pro, and then come back to Collision. God damn it. I'm like, damn, you suck. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, you well, suck. You lose. In 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 fairness, and this is going to be a compliment to you, you're different. You're you. You're the professor. You look at things differently than 99% of all wrestling fans. And you look at things from not only your own, you probably start with your personal entertainment, but then you've also invested so much more. 
um, and you're looking at things from a business perspective and, you know, you're, you're looking at things as like, well, how can these, like, you're, you're getting more out of it than just sitting and watching the product. You oh, think about things differently. You approach things differently, right? Jimmy, you do this too. You can't help it. You just, you just see wrestling differently now. Um, and that's why you look at these things like you, right. no one else that would ever even what you just said about Junakiyama, while it was a great point, no one else would ever even think of that. They don't think of it that way. They're just mad that there's an old Japanese guy on television. They just want to complain. Some people ain't happy unless they're complaining. It's fine. Um, but I, I think um, it's such a like, it, it, it's such a, 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 we're taking our time for granted because even though a lot of things suck in 2024, one thing is like, yeah, this match, Junakiyama, not great. You can go pull up some matches from the 90s that you will really enjoy that would be different. Um, and the only reason you might not like them now is because what we see today in today's wrestling is a bastardization of things that all Japan was doing, that New Japan was doing, that WWF was doing, that WCW was doing, that everything was doing. Um, it's just a... a, a a sort of like an a watered down version of all that stuff that it, it's it hard is, to actually. like right yeah it's it, it's it's hard to outdo the originators you know of a lot of these things um but a lot of times when you're copying something like i said about ftr you can watch all the midnight rock and roll matches from the 80s that you want but you're not them you didn't innovate that you're copying it and the way you put it together doesn't make sense the way it made sense to, when i have to counterpoint it's not copying it's like a tribute band yeah. it's flattery it's flattery right yeah and how many tribute bands sell out the same size stadiums that their real bands do <laughs> exactly. hey know? mark Wahlberg did a movie about that mark Wahlberg did a movie about <laughs> being a tribute band and it worked for him that's what i'm saying that's right where's the funky bunch tribute band um <laughs> so so uh you know, I don't know, you know what I'm trying you know, to know that, you know, you have the face cool. for, for a funky bunch reunion. You, <laughs> Good like Sunkiss make you want to know who does. Um, nice. All right. Well, so anyway, uh, Brian Dasa hits a knee on Junakiyama for the one, two, three, uh, just in case we forgot what we were originally talking about here. Um, and then uh, they do a thing where, you know, he shakes his hand. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I respect you. Shake my hand. Yeah, yeah. Look. And then Eddie Kingston, he sees Eddie Kingston at the desk and he flips Eddie Kingston off. And Junior Akiyama doesn't like that because Eddie Kingston's his friend and his uh, his mentee and all this other stuff. So he goes and he, he um, you know, slaps Brian Danielson, which immediately prompts Brian Danielson to apologize. Like, oh, you're right. Yeah, slap. Yep, you're right. Um, sorry, shouldn't have done that. Let's shake hands again. And then he kicks him in the balls. And then uh, it turns into a schmoz. Uh, FTR is done with their shower now. They come out. Blackpool Combat Club hits the ring. Everybody, you know, yada, yada, yada. And hey, as the hey, chaos hey, is hey, going hey, on. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the consistency, like you said, they, they were in the shower so long that Mark Bristol got, got his ass whipped. But they got out of the shower <laughs> to help do Nakayama, for, who's just coming over on his tourist visa. I'm just saying. Go ahead. Yeah, That's yeah. No. It's well, bizarre, man. Hey, do you think it could have been an extra long shower because they were watching Elimination Chambers main event on their <laughs> phone? Because mm -hmm. I could understand that. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so as as the schmoz is going on, uh, a trio's match is made for dynamite. <laughs> the graphic comes up. 
<laughs> hey, all these guys oh, fighting. Geez, They're going to be in a match on Wednesday. So again, one of my, one of my, everybody knows that one of my favorite things in wrestling is when you use a fight to sell a wrestling match. So here we go. <laughs> this is uh this is what we've done. They, Tony Khan works fast. Um, he doesn't plan a lot of stuff out. He leaves a lot of it up to just random chance, right? Like it, it's, um, it's truly random. Like it's fluke. When something works with TK, it's legitly a fluke. Yep. Like are you tell me otherwise. My, my sources said this was a peppermint decision. This was a, <laughs> a chick that just started. So peppermint made this match for, uh, for dynamite. She's so she's not just for the ladies. She's no. for, she's all inclusive. <laughs> With her uh, writing and storytelling and consistency, right? Yes. So, Look right. who's uh, back. We've got the Black Mamba in the house. Speaking oh, of man. seance, Prof. Yeah, look, guys, well, long time no see. Well, we need to talk to you about um, Jay Briscoe. <laughs> so if you can <laughs> stick around. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Mark, Mark Briscoe needs backup. So yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a better tag team. Uh <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is kobe bright in the chat man that I means seriously anyway yeah. uh, uh but look now you you boys are right i mean this has been a a learning lesson even for me just hearing you guys talk what you were just saying i mean today's wrestling and like you said vet earlier years ago yeah there was that snarky like oh you don't know who junakiyama is you know what i mean but now it's like you said it's it's weird it's it's total opposite and it's bad like they don't even know who it is they don't care to know who it is because he's not one of them do, do you know what i'm trying to say so automatically it's like fuck that i don't care who, who this old guy is i don't care we have, who this... we, have we have regressed to the tribalism of where we're going to define ourselves are you either indie mark tar or you a new yeah. japan fan are you an AEW neckbeard? Are you an E-Drone? But you're going to define yourself by those, by those statements alone. And, and that's bad for wrestling because, like I said, for my, my position about it is because there's too much oversaturation with everybody mixing in. Just like uh, we were talking about with Lady Fox. 100%. What, whether she's going to be booked for all these shows and all these promotions, if I finally see you come, let's say, on American television and I'm – in my head, like like Vet said, I'm gonna look at it from a business standpoint. Like, okay, well, unless you sign a contract, I can't be invested in you. So I'm nine times out of ten, you're gonna lose. So why should I care? You just mean this right. international person that's coming true. in and just giving being and that's normal to, yeah, to feel that normal. way, right? Yeah, it's normal. But then again, on a, at least for American television, that's what it was. It's not being. I hate when people say, "Well, WWE brainwashed you in a certain way." But no, there's a That's formula. NWA yes. brainwashed you with Southern wrestling storylines. Mid South brainwashed you with yeah. with wrestling storylines. AWA brainwashed you with with storylines. Minnesota storylines. Yeah, Championship <laughs> Wrestling from Florida brainwashed you with storylines. There is storylines in American television. It's not just WWE. They just did it because. They had the resources, and they won that particular war against the territories. So it's not a WWE thing. It's just been an American thing. It's storyline, storyline, storyline. What happens in Japan is for Japan. What happens in Mexico is for Mexico. But in American right. television, it is an episodic, storyline-driven wrestling program. No matter where you are, you got to do that. That's just me. Well, it's not just well, you, but... Mm -hmm. 
um a lot of people do feel the same way and i think that's fine i also think there's an opportunity to take everything that we've ever had up to this point and create something a little bit different and new too something that pro wrestling's never been before so i don't know we'll, well see if we can uh if we can get that well before we say, actually go well i was gonna say before we got before we end the show Tim Cooper, okay. Josh wants to know: Do you think today's fans are spoiled because of technology? I'll go to you first, vet. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Come on, prof. Like you agree? It it it's made things easier, but then by extension, that makes us weaker and softer. <laughs> Somehow, right, prof. Right. It makes you spoiled because of the way you're gonna interpret certain things. Just like us, like I said, I'm I'm using the technology. And my arguments is based on business. Like I said, with Akiyama or with Lady Frost being booked, if I can see her or him in every promotion with on my phone, then comes to collision. Well, this match with Brian Danielson, not a dream match. It's a enhancement match for the to build on Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson since they're two contracted AEW All Elite wrestlers who are going to be on a pay per view soon, and they got to build that match for me to be invested in. So yeah. We are spoiled in that aspect. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. But at the same time, the mindset of today is just bizarre to me. Like, you don't have to think like that, though. You know what I mean? You should embrace it, if anything. I know we do. But technically, we should embrace it because mm -hmm. it's there at our fingertips. I mean, heck, if it wasn't for technology, the three of us wouldn't even know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing. Right right exactly Spot it can be on, used man. for good or evil that's basically you know just like any tool so like anything, no, right. this would we could have worked it could have worked we would just had to carry a pigeons we would have wrote our, wrote our <laughs> opinions and then we, you know that would have had my my message you would have had my message and all that and back and forth and we could have done it could have worked that's right yeah that that's but that but that doesn't you know that doesn't account for the poor chat they're missing out on all these <laughs> these rolled up little pieces of paper and stuff so like th we wouldn't have that aspect to it but uh you know the the technology thing it's a good question and like i said i do think people are spoiled with it um but it can be used for good so i think it's up to everyone to sort of try to find the good uh that you can you know use technology for um if you can see something that if something is inspires you to look at something else um like hey maybe you don't care about 2024 junakiyam but maybe you know 1994 junakiyama is something you might be interested in Who 93 knows? akiyama was really good though <laughs> yes so but that that's the other thing too it's like the way that <clears throat> one thing i don't know if it's the brainwashing perspective per se but one thing about uh the wwe and this whole thing of taking pro wrestling as a pseudo sport so far away from it into the goofy entertainment aspect of it is that we forget it's supposed to be a sport kind of so well, AEW yeah. promised us a sports-based presentation but i don't know what sport they're talking about because nothing <laughs> none of this has any sort of structure or rules or anything people get stabbed in the head with rules. spikes and whatnot just what like happens in every rules. nba game but also <laughs> like sports if we do if we do take a take a uh that perspective to it if wrestling's a sport um much like real sports quote unquote real much like those sports there are many fans who 
don't care about the regular season, but when the playoffs come, then they're a little bit more invested because now we've gotten rid of all the pointless stuff. And then there's people that just love watching the sport so much. They will watch 162 games of baseball. They will watch it. They've they've seen every in, in their life. Um, Vince Russo, right? Big, huge baseball fan. He's seen every permutation of baseball that you could ever see. He's seen every kind of pitch, every (laughs) kind of swing. He's seen guys strike out. He's seen guys go yard. He's seen double plays, triple plays, stealing home. He's seen everything you can (laughs) see in baseball. He will never see anything new in baseball. And yet this man, when baseball is on a strike or whatever, he will watch Korean baseball just to get his baseball fix. Korean baseball. Because he loves... Because whoever's playing baseball, he needs to see guys playing baseball that much. And I understand that and I respect that. There's a lot of wrestling fans like that. There's a lot of wrestling fans that don't care how many Japanese legends you bring over. Just give me all of them. I'll watch everything. (laughs) Any two guys in a ring, any 10 guys in a ring, I'll watch all of it. There's people that like that. There's people that only care when, you know, uh, uh, a former wrestler who's, you know, now a Hollywood actor comes back and now they all (laughs) of a sudden decide they they have an opinion on a guy named Cody Rhodes. It's just, you, you get everything in between those two extremes and you know that's what makes um that's what makes everything so uh exciting and frustrating at the same time frustrating is an understatement do you think it's also you know people are influencing each other too much you know what i mean mm-hmm. like no one's thinking for themselves anymore i mean the, obviously there are people and obviously all of us and our lovely chat you know have the same mindset in that sense but most of the fan base these days are just easily influenced by one another so if one person says this person sucks the other person deep down might feel up oh, but i like him but i can't say it publicly because i'm going to get shed on you, you, you know, know what the, i mean the, the problem is a lot of people because again for the professor i'll just speak for myself i could be on an island of my own opinions and i like that i like to be right, as you before. should like that no, no, I, right, I like, yeah. but there are people who just are to like stand on their own opinions and stand on what they like or what they don't like right. they have to join the the cliques and they have to join whatever fan base just to be part of something and whether they like it or not it's just more like again and, and again the, the mental th- it's the it's the mental thing too you know the me- mental we always have that the mental issues if a lot of people are, are harping on you of an opinion you're making you some people can't deal with that and it gets to them. It really gets to them. And as far as like with the baseball analogy, yeah, I could watch. I like baseball too. And the, the, when it was on strike, if I could find le, the Caribbean baseball, because again, I'm a Puerto, Puerto Rico all the way. So I'll find my fix too with Caribbean baseball or Japanese baseball too. Same thing with but basketball. But that makes sense because of your background though. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm but, saying? But, but again, with basketball too, I like if I can't get my NBA fix, I'll watch africa i watch the china leagues i watch your Euro- Euro league is good to watch actually bro. no no i don't have to follow it i just want to see right right exactly right playing basketball and the same thing with wrestling if i you know it's great to have an alternative it's great to watch wwe raw and their presentation and knowing how sports entertainment based they are and then i like the alternative of AEW being wrestling centric but again I can say, well, there's certain things that WWE I don't like. I wish they would fix up and clean up a little bit. Same thing with AEW. You can find certain things to clean up. I don't want it to turn into, I don't want AEW to turn into WWE AEW. I just want them to clean up certain things and make their 
presentation better than what it has to be. But I'm not, I don't want it to go out of business. I don't want New Japan go out of it. It's not, I don't want to be that kind of fan. Say I want someone to go out of business and have the only show in town. That's bad for business. It's very bad for business, and I don't understand those idiots that say that about either one, like AEW or WWE. I don't know, man. People, human beings are weird creatures in 2024, man. And it blows my mind every time I think about it. But anyway, fellas, uh, is there anything else we need to touch on or should we call it a day? Uh, well, I just would like to uh, thank Professor for saving this show. Uh, coming Absolutely. With the present because <laughs> this was about to be really just a lot of, yeah, this match happened. You see that? All right, <laughs> yeah. next. Um, so I, I appreciate the professor. I don't get to spend enough time with him so i'm always uh glad to uh when when i get to uh you know have a nice face-to-face and talk talk wrestling because you know what thanks to you checks in the mail don't worry thank you for that the checks in the mail no big business but um right and we are going to give our grades labrat don't you worry we definitely will give our grades. I'm just saying, like, this is the, the major portion of the show is pretty much done and dusted. But, Prof, it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Always. And uh, I, lo- I love seeing you guys. Have you guys interacted with shows before? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. did the next yeah, level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Man, just not know. enough. It's, that's all. Right. It's rare. That's why. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, boys, if you had to if, give. If I come every week, then you get oversaturated and then it will be. Mm-hmm. Dana's not going to be a special. I bring the speciality into it. That's right. I think you do, absolutely. Well, Vet, if you had to give it a grade, what would it be, man? Uh, C minus. If I could just minus everything I see on this <laughs> show, that would be that would probably be the best. But uh, no, I, I think I think it's a C minus. I got a lot of a la carte items. Um, none of them were particularly filling or tasty this week, but you know, I, I have beggars can't be choosers, I guess. So <laughs> I'll just I'll say it was a C minus with a lot of opportunities. Yeah, must have put prof. If you had to give it a A to Z rating, I guess what would it be? You really go that low to Z? I don't know. I'm just like, wow. Sometimes I think oh. about it. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, this if I go again, I'll go with the wrestling. The wrestling is always. I'll give it a B plus with the wrestling because that's what they do. They do. They do great wrestling. The the C for consistency. No, I can't give it for <laughs> that. But I'll give it a C minus for consistency. So if I merge it together, that's C plus. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. I guess it would be. Well, keeping it with the three C's, I'm going to go C minus, just like what the vet said. Again, I just, yeah, like you said, Puff, the matches are fine and cool and all, but give me a reason to care about the matches. And there was really no reason for me to care about the matches because I don't understand what the hell's going on anymore with this company. I didn't know now you have to watch Ring of Honor also to know why a certain match is happening on Dynamite or friggin' Collision. But Collision has become a show that was great at first, man. I couldn't be happier with the first three weeks of Collision. Heck, I was hyped. I was literally hyped for this show when it first started. And it was a breath of fresh air for AEW and pro wrestling in general because it felt completely opposite to what Dynamite felt. But now they've just gone away from it. Forget those little Saturday night main event promos 
that we used to get on on collision before the actual show would start they just don't happen anymore i no like time, that aspect. no time for promos thunder rosa needs a statement match <laughs> oh, well, a bank statement maybe big business big business <laughs> <in Boston. laughs> money <laughs> i hate that but i love it at the same time anyway so that's the three c's from us so in saying that boys i'll start with you vet tell them where they can find you man uh at opinion haver everywhere all your favorite social media platforms and any other platforms um i got uh let's see next level wrestling review every wednesday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern uh and uh we got uh impact attack every monday at 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 p.m eastern if you want to interact live on youtube and twitch those are the times um if not catch it on channel attitude later um check out wrestling with rip rogers uh every single friday at their concrete time of seems like it's 8 a.m uh pacific 11 a.m eastern so they've been they've been pretty consistent with that no guest uh no guest this week this past week but coming up on friday you guys are definitely going to want to see when none other than new japan pro wrestling television champion matt riddle stops by and talks to the fellas uh so check that really? out that's going to be at 9 a.m uh pacific noon eastern matt riddle's jumping on wrestling with rip rogers so this is your wow. chance um his camera's going to be this camera's going to be smoky you know that he's just going to be foggy <laughs> and all that stuff um oh, so man. there's that yeah, that's and then, cool uh, that's a good get Yep, and then uh, Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis Channel just hit a hundred thousand subscribers this past week, and he's That's got awesome, lots man. of uh, lots of new content coming down the uh, the pike for you guys. So stay tuned to all of his channels. As a matter of fact, Vet he just dropped something right now, and it's about if you're over fifty and getting more sleep. Oh, or better sleep. Is this about Junakiyama or? <laughs> it could be it could be i just saw it come up as a notification so if you need your sleep and want to know how to sleep better just watch stevie he'll tell you sorry Vic, continue nyquil you nakiyama matches equal great that's right absolutely let's do it 2024 i'm all i'm all done it's it's all all for the professor to tell us uh where they can find him you can Prof. find me on the extra at PWSO PROF, that's PWSO Prof. And we just dropped our latest PWR episode. It is the PWR debate special between me and the timing window where we debate who's the greatest television champion of all time. I'm on the side of Arn Anderson, TW's on the side of Tully Blanch. So we are trying a new concept, debate special. So check that out. And on the Hami Media Group at Pavi.com, we just dropped that episode. And you can find my uh, partner in crime, Tommy Wonder, at the Tommy Wonder on the extra two. Can I just say on that concept? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, in the future, there'll be even more heated debates because, like, if I had to take a true or false quiz and it said Tully Blanchard was the television champion, true or false, I would have to think. Oh, see. So I, I clearly think Arn Anderson is the, the choice there, but I guess. I guess Tommy, you'll have to hear how Tommy Tully put was up an argument. TV, wasn't he? Tully, yeah. So yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, right. but I'm just saying. Absolutely. I'm just saying that's how much I don't also. think of him as that. 
it's just you know again it's just another experimental show we had fun doing that debate special and we're gonna have future debates on the pwr podcast so it was a great episode so just take a listen to it jimmy upload that episode all right for you for the pwc network all right I'm actually, I was actually doing that right now, as a matter of fact, funny enough. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Hilarious. Actually, I need to talk to you too. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, but anyway, so if you want to follow me on the X, you can at DJ Mass Effects and you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks. Not only do you get the realest talk, but also the best talk in all of professional wrestling and also at hamimmedigroup.podbean.com where you can find all our affiliate shows, including yours, Prof, which you just mentioned, and also at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com for everything else. So in saying that, I am Jimmy T, that is the vet Jamie Williams, and that is the Professor Chabella Veracruz, and you've been listening and watching the Saturday Night Wreckage right here on channelattitude.com via Hamin Media Group, and we're out. See yous.
PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.